and welcome to another episode of the Comic Bookies Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to episode 129, colliding the worlds of sports and comics with these two birthday guys this week. That is Mark and Sean. I am Mike. Welcome in. Whether you're watching on YouTube or Twitch or you're listening wherever you download your podcasts, thank you so much for joining us for another week. Uh, this week in sports, NFL Week 7, NASCAR is in Kansas for another round of the playoffs. Speaking of playoffs, we have the MLB Championship Series, the NHL, and the NBA kick off. And over in comic books, we have plenty of books to talk about, plenty of books to preview, and a bunch of news from Marvel, DC, Disney, and everything in between. So strap in, sit back, grab a drink, and enjoy yet another exciting episode of the Come Boogies Podcast. Let's do it. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Come Boogies Podcast. Hope you all enjoyed that soothing soothing music to kick off the episode i am mike these two are mark and sean and we are brought to you like every single week by treasure island comics in fremont california tomorrow sean's birthday wednesday october 20th 2021 is new comic book day so go there visit the shop or visit whatever shop you visit uh week in and week out and go and get your stacks go and start a stack but please 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 support your local comic book stores so first of all, I want to, uh, you know, give a shout out uh, before probably at the beginning episode and after. But uh, Mark and Sean, uh, Sean, your birthday's tomorrow and Mark, your birthday's Friday. So, uh, you know, let the uh, dude, this is like the best time of the year. Like the weather's changing. It's it's nice and cool at night and in the morning. I love this weather right now. And it's hey, it's your guys's birthday. So uh, happy early birthdays, guys. Thank you. Thank you, bro. I mean, we only turned 21 months or once, Mark. So, I mean, <laughs> I wish, but no, nah, man, I appreciate that. Yeah, me and Mark, a couple of days apart on our birthday. And it is a perfect week, bro. You feel that weather's changing, you know, some days of rain, some upcoming rain coming up. And the sports, man, unbelievable, bro. DC fandom, you know, got some good TV shows coming on. And Saturday, I get to have a baby shower slash a little birthday event, you know, for the upcoming baby boy, Kaysen. So I don't know, man, just so much joy, so much good stuff, good vibes, good energy. I can't complain. But how are my brothers doing? Mike, Mark, what's up, man? How y'all doing? Doing good, doing good, brother. Yes, yes. Our birthday month is upon us. Yours being tomorrow, mine being Friday. I'll be at a couple years apart, but nonetheless, uh, excited to celebrate another year not excited to get older but here i am uh, approaching my 40s and uh just uh excited though man excited for what these uh, next three years of life kind of got some goals kind of planned out for me or at least you know at least some avenues to go down that i'd like to accomplish personally uh but yeah man excited to all Three of us being back together in the saddle for 129. It's just we've been so busy trying to get these last minute, you know, last minute summer stuff going. Sean, the baby moon with your wife, Marissa, and just all of us. We had Alex on last week, which was great. But, yeah, it's just always better when it's all three of us together. But I see in the mouth. So let's uh, give it to the fans as good as we can. And, yeah, crazy week, crazy month. Uh, playoffs heating up and sports starting. So, man, let's just see what 
Well, we got, man. Excited, though. Mm-hmm. So if, if no one knows, uh, tuning in right now, uh, or you may know, but Sean's uh, going to welcome his first child to this world in December. Uh, Sean, how was Pismo? How was the baby moon? You know, share with the fans, man. Uh, you know what, Pismo was awesome. I've driven through there a couple of times. I think I've maybe stopped there for like a couple hours on like maybe a trip to SoCal, but to actually stay there, it was unbelievable. I highly recommend it to everybody. Uh, we stayed at the cliffs, and I was a little intimidated, like, uh, this is pretty nice. <laughs> but when you get yeah. there, bro, it was the perfect place. Everyone was nice. There were families there. The pool was, you know, awesome. It was right there in the middle of, like, the hotel uh, outside, literally on the cliffs, looking at the whole ocean. Uh, it was cool because they had a beer tasting, free beer tasting for all guests. So Central Coast Brewing made their presence felt and let us taste some uh, free beer. Unfortunately, I did see the Giants lost to the Dodgers out there, so that was probably the downfall of the whole weekend. The time with the wife, uh, you know, just getting mentally ready for the kid, you know, looking back on these past seven months and these next couple months, uh, just blessings, man, a beautiful time. Definitely miss being with you guys, but happy to be here today, man, and yeah, let's let's do it. Yeah, let's let us do it. Um, I mean, this time of the year, there's tons of sports, dude. Like you heard from the intro, there's That's too many, man. <laughs> I know. How long, how, how long is this podcast going to be with all the sports in October and DC it's fandom? All strategy. It's all, all about strategy. It's all about strategy, guys. We can't just... Everyone prepare for at least a two hour episode. That's all Jeez. I'm saying. I mean, that's not even including any uh, college football talk because we won't even be able to get that in this week. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the, I mean, the, the good thing about the NBA and the NHL is we can give these preseason odds we can you know sean can give us a little bit of like who are the sleepers and who does he have on his fantasy team that he's looking forward to this year and you know and whatnot but it's it's like baseball where we don't have to talk about it every week like football football is like a week-to-week thing and you know i feel like it's like it's like that with nascar but you know when you talk about the epl and the major league baseball nba and nhl it's long seasons we don't talk about every single week but of course it being the opening week for some of these sports we have to get those in so let's do it man the sharks are um for our, our hometown sharks are already two and zero. it was great to see the kraken play for the first time you know i think they lost a close one to the golden knights the first game but then they won the second game um in the nba the warriors just beat the lakers they're one and oh for our hometown team um hope everyone around the united states is watching good luck to your teams as well but um let's start with the nba guys like what are you guys excited for this season i know what us warriors fans are excited for a little bit of health maybe and getting back up to where we you know should be as far as the standings but i'll let you guys take it away i'm just excited with the way the Warriors had their offseason and the players they picked up. I mean, Kerr made it really clear they want to have a run-and-gun offense, and the result was today kind of a slow first half versus the Lakers. Despite how bad it was, we only were down, I think, six and a half. In that second half, it was a matter of hit your open shots because the way we run, the way we gun, we hit our spots. We get open in the court. I mean, Poole, Otto Porter, Bielitsa, huge game tonight. Steph Curry, Wiggins, there's players there that can shoot the damn ball and score. It almost feels a little bit of that old warrior vibe that, hey, we're going to give up 120. We'll make sure we score 121. And today, you know, even in pre-production, we were talking about the game was going to go over. Are they going to score 20 points in five minutes? No. They scored like 31 points in five minutes. It was crazy. So, I mean, I don't know. Are the Warriors a championship team today? Definitely not. But if they, you know, get Clay back in the right mindset and they get their momentum up, I think anything can happen. 
Hey, one and zero opening night versus the Lakers in L.A. doesn't get much better than that. Uh, real quick, uh, what's up, Aaron? Our our um our fourth guy so far right now in the uh super contest. He says that the bench looked amazing in his opinion. So. Awesome, awesome. Iggy played good. Bialitsa played good. Damian Lee played good. I mean, those guys roll. I think in double figures. I think Iggy may have been just short, but just again, man, just a full team effort and. We got something, man. We got something special. I do think that. Sean coming out with the comments on them not being a championship contending team, kind of like what Draymond said today as well, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I kind of believe that in my own opinion as well. Although, you know, I beg to differ or we should beg to differ with Vegas here and some of these odds makers that are kind of got the Warriors pinned here at about your fourth favorite to win the title. So, you know, what we think and what Draymond thinks and what, you know, the people in the desert are thinking. I mean, they're saying that the Warriors actually got a decent chance. They're about 10 to 1 right now, 12 to 1 at certain shops to actually, you know, win the NBA championship. And in my opinion, with this win over the Lakers that are obviously, you know, second in line next to the Brooklyn Nets to win the championship at about four or five to one, the Lakers are. Uh, I think that this is going to actually propel the Warriors more into that single digit range at an eight or a nine to one. But uh, it's still a long season, obviously, 81 more games to go. But um, almost we'll there. See. <laughs> almost there. Right. But uh I mean, I'm excited to see what the Warriors can bring, uh, obviously trying to got Wiggins back in the fold. But let's talk. Uh, let's talk about another game that happened tonight as well, man. The Bucks route the Nets. I kind of liked the Nets going into this game. I thought the Bucks could have had a little bit of a hangover, you know, getting their rings, raising the banners. But no, no, no. Atatumpo Giannis goes for 32. Double double, uh, 127-104 route of the Nets. Your guys' thoughts on this game? If you guys watched it, or if you guys tuned in, I actually didn't really tune into any game. Probably about five minutes of each. But um, I mean, pretty good. Uh, did Kyrie play? <laughs> well, it was in Milwaukee, so but <laughs> he did not play. I don't think he's uh participating in team activities at the moment. But oh, he ain't doing nothing with the team right now. But so what I you still said, don't think that's why they got routed. I don't know if Kyrie is nah. worth 23 points. <laughs> <No>. but <laughs> You know what? I I watched that game, actually, and I thought the same thing as you, Mark, before the game. Was there going to possibly be a hangover, and there was anything but a hangover? You may have even thought it was a playoff game with just the electricity. They got their rings, their first championship in like 50 years. Giannis looked even better than what he was last year. Drew Holiday got hurt during the game. They have like three or four players missing, and they just kicked their ass. I mean, the Nets, they're going to be good. They're a veteran team with, you know, Kyrie hopefully at some point, but obviously KD and Harden, and, you know, a team you have to definitely worry about later down the road. But, man, hey, the Bucks are real. They're the defending champs, and they look just like champions tonight. So, I mean, let's crazy. be honest, Mark. I mean, like when you say the Warriors are like fourth highest for the, in the contenders as far as Vegas is concerned, come on, going into the NBA season, there's like two or three like really, you know, serious contenders for a championship. Really? Where are we at right so, now? That's a good so one right there. If the, so Warriors like, fourth, right if the Warriors are fourth, technically Draymond's right that they're not a championship team, technically, because there's really only two or three teams that really have a serious chance of winning the championship. So Lakers ah. are one. Bucks are one. New Jersey got to be up there. So the question is, like, New is Jersey. like a, a – uh, God, I always say New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what about, like, a Phoenix, the defending Western Conference champs? Are we going to see them as kind of like one-year – 
Or do we I can double stack. Okay, so we think yeah, we could throw Phoenix in there right there. So um, with that with that bubble year that we had Miami. down there down there in Orlando, I think that that was probably one of the best years. I don't it, I I really enjoyed those playoffs. I really did just because of you know the unknown and how everything went down. I thought it was really competitive. We saw the you know a breakout of Tyler Hero, which he thinks he should be in the same breath as Trey Young <laughs> and uh, Luca and whatnot. But that's for another day. But um, I think that that that. The bubble ball was really fun. I think that the parody that we saw last season was pretty good as well. You know, Denver, Utah. But, I mean, Utah, Denver, we can obviously say that they were better than the Warriors were last season, right? And that they've been on the up-and-coming trend even more than the Warriors these last two years, if you will. But the Warriors are even pinned better, like I said. Utah in Denver is like 15 20 to one to win the championship. So with the healthy I'm, Steph Curry, bro, I think it just leapfrogs you automatically over some people. Cause you, the, their mindset is probably like Clay's going to be back. They think probably the perfect pieces are there around Curry and no, it's basketball, bro. One player makes that big of a difference. You see that he, uh, he, he dropped his first triple double since 2016 tonight. We won with nine, I think 21, 10, and 10 out of Curry. Jordan Poole had 20 points. You know, Bielisa, again, a double-double off the bench. So I think it's just those are the auto-porters. It's those role players until Clay gets back. We just kind of ease them in, get them better. I just think our bench is so deep. And, man, I don't know about yeah. fourth best. I don't know. But, I mean, a team that down the road can eventually be a championship, maybe contender, like work our way towards it. I mean, if things go right, I mean, <laughs> you never yeah, know. Yeah, true. So, so Aaron says that Vegas had the Warriors win total of forty-eight. That's got to be over, right? If they play like if they play like they did tonight, so you know, barring, it, like barring any injuries, oh, like they might, you know, sixty wins, sixty wins. Yeah, but, you know, to 60. they might figure that one of those guys is going to get hurt. You know, maybe one of the big three, or you know, like a couple role players who will affect w- uh, the win total. But yeah, if they, if they stay healthy, that's going easily over. Just like the Giants had 75 on their win total, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're playing golf with some athletics players You're right playing now. Playing some golf right now, but <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately the- for you, sir, condolences. Sorry about that. <laughs> what about the Clippers, guys? You guys have any thoughts on the Clippers going into? I mean, their oh, their odds no are. No Kawhi, forget it. They used to play in San Diego. That's all I know. And, uh, Is Kawhi not playing? Towards ACL in the playoffs last year. He's going to be out till at least like after midseason. Oh, wow. I'm not going to All-star wait. break probably. What's that, February? Yeah, I'm not going to waste too much of a uh, conversation. I'm not going to waste any valuable comic booky minutes on them right now. Yes, right, right. So <laughs> so, who, so, who, so, who's your rundown? Uh, give us maybe like, you know, top five or ten, um, you know, coming out of the West, coming out of the East, maybe like MVP numbers if you can uh, while we get it, you know, go ahead if you have it. Coming out of the West, uh, man, I'd say with Phoenix, I think Phoenix is going to be pretty good again, honestly. I mean, they got their guys back. I think that they're going to have that bad taste in their mouth of, you know, all I think about is Booker at the end of the game when they lost the finals and you just sitting there, that, that, that meme of him, you just, damn. You know what I mean? He had nothing else to say, just looked up. Damn, that's it. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah. Phoenix is going to be good. I think that Utah, I actually don't think 
the Lakers are going to make it to the NBA Finals, to be honest with you. I know there's probably a lot of Laker fans listening. I'm not I'm you know, being a Warrior fan myself. I'm not going to jump the gun and also say that I think the Warriors are going to make it. I'm not that big of a homer. I just think that, and I'm hoping that, there's a little bit more parity than you guys are making out to believe in the NBA season for the 2021-2022. I hope so. I like, you know, I don't know. I, I need to see how Dallas performs. I know Luka is like a early runner for the MVP going forward for this season, but I think Dallas could be a team if they could put it together. I think Utah and Denver can still be teams that can put it together. Don't forget about Dame Lillard's Portland mm-hmm. Trail Blazers, although they are longer odds here and we'll see i think that dame lillard and mccollum that they've gelled real good together for all these years and i think that it's kind of now or never for them you know they're kind of at a break make it or break it point for that team and keeping keeping it all together or whatnot in my opinion but i think it's still wide open you know we're saying this one game into the season only four teams have played thus far but I uh, we'll touch on it in a couple weeks going forward here, but I think it's going to be fun. We're, we're, we're we'll see, man. I do got one quick question since you maybe have it in front of you before we uh, get to our next topic. The Chicago Bulls, where are they at in the East and where are they at in the NBA Finals conversation? You like the Bulls, huh? The uh, Bulls? Team that added Vuce- a team that added DeRozan, Vucevic, Zach Levine, and Lonzo Ball, I do like. I think they're going to be a sleeper team in the East. I think they will be a playoff team in the East. Championships obviously going to be hard, but I think they're going to be a really, really tough team to beat this year. They're second to win the division right under the Bucks at about 9-1. Um, That's not saying much with the Pacers, the Pistons and the Cavaliers, you know, right right behind them. But um, to win the championship, which that's actually a long odd that I don't think will happen. They're 50 to one. Still a young team. Got a gel. But, you know, crazier things have happened just to I can see them maybe getting to like a first, second type round deal. But to actually make it all the Mm -hmm. way to the finals, I just don't see the Bulls doing it. could be fun to see them actually try, but uh, doubt it. No worries. Well, I'm more to talk about for sure in the NBA. Once these next games, though, next week, following week, and yeah. All right, let's go to the diamond. So, Sean, unfortunately, since last time you've been on, the Giants, um, you know, they had a, a historic year, but unfortunately they played a team who had like one less win than them, you know, in the Dodgers. And now, you know, they they almost went down three games to nothing today against the Braves. So the Giants go down in the first round uh, to the very, very hated Dodgers. And now uh, the Dodgers uh, sneak one away from the Braves today. So they're down two games to one, still in L.A. for game four. And Houston beats uh, Boston today. And that series is tied 2-2. All those grand slams last couple of days. I actually saw both mm-hmm. of uh, when they hit the two grand slams. I was actually having had the game on the background. I saw them. I was like, holy crap. That's that's insane. So, um, yeah, I mean, those two series are going pretty well so far. I, I like how no one's dominating, you know, like up 3-0 or whatever, even though the Braves mm, kind of should have been. But that's really competitive series so far, and I'm interested to see, you know, I, I don't know. I'm still going for, you know, the league's going to get what they want. They're going to get the Red Sox. They're going to get the Dodgers. They're going to get, you know, East Coast, West Coast, you know, Boston slash New York media versus L.A. media. It's It's going to be a dream come true. They're going to, you know. 
Yeah, they're going to love it. Say so they really want it. What are they really going to do, Mike? What are they really going to do, Mike? They're going to be very, very uh, excited. I'm going to hate that, man. I think you're right. Unfortunately, LA is going to find its way in probably. But Atlanta is no doubt. They're a damn good team. They're playing good. And I think you just, you know, you said it the right way, Mike. It's been just competitive series, bro. Mm-hmm. You've seen the road team win in both series. And yeah, one's 2-1, one, one's 2-2 two, two, series-wise. And I guess we'll just see how it ends up. Hopefully, you know, those cheating Astros don't, you know, get to the championship. And, of course, the Dodgers, man. I mean... A team that has Trevor Bauer not even on their freaking roster just makes you think, okay, how fucking deep is this team? How good is this team? And it's like, please just get these guys out of the playoffs. Who, the Dodgers? Oh, God, bro. I mean. I think everybody, I think America, there's only one team they're rooting for right now, and that's probably the Braves, right? I mean, you got the Red Sox, the the Astros, both teams um, with those scandals, obviously, a couple years ago. The Dodgers, uh, you know, they're loved in L.A. I don't think that they're perceived that way throughout the whole nation. And I don't even know if the Braves are, but I think that the Braves are kind of just that one last team standing that people probably love to hate a little bit less than these other teams. Right. Mm -hmm. But Astros scoring nine today on Boston after Boston just unloading on them yesterday. It went what they were up six to nothing and. The bottom of the second, I believe, with Schwarber hitting a granny out into right field. And, uh, man, this game just take the over every day, right? Yesterday, right. nine and a half. Today, <laughs> ten and a half. Goes over by half a run. And uh, these teams just – it's obviously not the pitching like we're seeing in the National League. But I don't know, man. We had Alex on last week. Obviously, a huge Los Angeles Dodgers fan, and Sean wasn't on. I think that was planned, but <laughs> but love you, uh, Alex. Bye. I don't know, man. The Dodgers—they just have no quit in them. That Mookie Betts guy—he's a real, real good player. Can't doubt that. Um, I mean, Bellinger—he he he does what he does, and you know, I just want to know where the hell he gets his damn cannabis from because, man, is it just me or does Ke- Cody Bellinger look high as shit every time I look? Every at time, you know, he, dude, you see him like in the game, and he's just like, uh, uh, he always just looks loaded, dude. I don't Smoking know that good but, Cali stuff, dude. Yeah, he got something. Whatever he's got, got it's hurt. working on it. Whatever he's got, it sure as hell helps his damn hand-eye coordination. I'll tell you that because the guy is a baller. But nah, man, excited, excited to see where it's gonna go. I think. I want the Braves to do something. Obviously, they don't even have Ancuna Jr. out there playing. He's hurt. Probably right. what I'd say, you know, one of their best, if not their most, uh, nice. you know. I mean, I didn't I don't realize know. some of the players they had, though. They have, like, like Peterson and then Freeman's yeah. a stud. Adrianzo. Yeah. I, I, was, I was looking through their lineup. I was like, damn, I, for, like, I didn't realize they had this stacked of a lineup. It's a deep, they it's a deep lineup, bro. Yeah. And they're looking. They're looking to get back to the series for the first time since 99, I believe. Yeah. I heard that right. The yeah, good they years. lost to the Yankees. And unfortunately, we're still waiting for a team to get back <laughs> to a series that hasn't been there since 89. But uh, okay, that's okay. for another. <laughs> you, you know, the only, the only qualm I have with the Atlanta Braves is that they've been in three different stadiums at least since the A's have been in theirs. Like, it's, it's incredible how they got Turner Field and like 20 years later, not even. I don't even know. I forgot. But then they get this brand new one out in the burbs. Like, oh, my God, you guys are assholes for real. Is that the one like, they're in right now? 
Yeah, it's brand. It's not even field. It's a couple year no or two, I think. Five, yeah, I know more than no Scott more than a couple handful years, of years. Five years, yeah. yeah. But they were only in Turner Field since like the ni- 80s or 90s or something. I was like, oh my Turner god, you guys are TBS. Yeah, right. Must be freaking nice. But then again, the Fisher. Uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm not even gonna get into that. I'm not even gonna get into that. So, anyways, <laughs> so going uh, from the baseball diamond, let's go to the track. Uh, NASCAR. I mean, come on, you know. You, you know what time it is. Look at you him. You know what time it is. Look at you know him. Big, you know what's big poppy. Come on. Kyle him. Larson. Come on. Easy, bro. That was that, that was like one of like the surefire. Oh, I don't even have to watch this. I can I can try on red zone and enjoy it. I can Man, come back 20 minutes later and he's still in first place. So Kyle Larson wins at Texas Motor Speedway. Yeah, let's just um, uh Let's just uh, push Larson to the lead every single restart that we get because we're gonna have so <laughs> many chan- we're gonna have so many chances to try to beat this guy and every time there's a restart everybody behind him just pushes him like okay, why would you push all, him how, I would lay but, off the gas you know and try to get pushed from behind the dude just got pushed out to like a four or five six car length every single restart and just set stale with the clean air I mean okay, this so is how why many, how many of those restarts though were with Byron though. His teammate. Of course, that's going to happen. Yeah, I just this is why NASCAR is developing this new car. This is why NASCAR has put so many more road courses in. It's just you can't. It's just for years and years. You're not you're never going to attract new fans to this sport when, you know, obviously, I think you have to be kind of a motorhead in a way to even though you guys aren't much motorheads, but. You know, it's kind of already hard to attract people to this sport that aren't gearheads, in my opinion, and you sure as hell aren't going to do it by having a guy that, you know, just lead, what was it, like 260, 70 out of the 320-something laps? Jesus. I mean, it's just ring around the rosy, follow the carousel, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and why rolls. they're just trying, you know, it's just, I don't mind a guy dominating like that. It is what it is, but... Give me a comp- give me a competitive race. Just don't push the guy out to the front. It, I mean, it's it's Larson this year. Can't really say anything about it. You know, he's probably going to win the championship. He's been the best driver all year. He deserves it. It's just uh, it's pretty crazy that 30 something other cars and there's like two or three in the field every week that can kind of do something with them and Hamlin. And it's just uh I just don't see how you're going to – you have to do something different. You can't just push your competition out to the front every single restart. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I, if you know, I didn't really notice that, or I guess I wasn't really paying attention as much that it was Byron pushing him. Uh, many like Byron times. was in second or third place. He was in the top three like most of the day too. So, I mean, so what? So going forward to Kansas, like how do you guys uh, see this You know, playing thing. out? We have Lugano uh, in the situation. What do you I mean? Think, What's What's the difference? I don't know. I'm asking you. Truex. It's another cookie cutter track. It's another mile and a half. It's the same type of, you know, track. So we won't won't have the same conversation next week. The paperclip's way more of a wild card. So you're saying this week's more of a, yeah, you could probably put money on like maybe, you know, two or three guys. With no no practice, no qualifying, guess what's going to happen? Guess who's going to start P1? Oh, Guess who's going to get yeah. pushed out to the front? Guess That's who's been the best driver? That's I true. Mean, I, I don't easy. understand at this point, especially NASCAR, why they don't have any practice or qualifying. And then you're saying also that they might not have it again next year? Well, I heard Logano say that in an interview, that it's going to be limited again next year. Don't know why. Don't know the That's full true. details on it. Still, am- can't you just, 
why can't you just not have any fans there? That's fine. If you're still trying to be PC about this whole COVID stuff, like why can't you just have fans not there for it? I'm going to practice, yeah. Yeah, just don't come to the, allow no fans to practice, allow no fans to the qualifying. And just, I, I, I don't understand. Well, I, I know understand. why they're not doing it this year. Next year is, I I'm not understanding why. This year, I do understand why, but I just think, uh, I don't know. That, you would think that they would want more practice and then see some qualifying with the new one lug nut tires, you know, just, you know, the new next gen cars, you know, like see them out on the track more, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, just don't put understand. them out on Sundays and just, yeah, this whole that. I mean, I just yeah. think that at that point, I just think the drivers need it. The teams need it. There's going to yeah. be no telemetry. There's going to be no paperwork, no notes on any of these cars or nothing mm-hmm. like that. How are you not going to have? Well, you're just going to go down to the L.A. Coliseum, put some concrete, run these Let's go. cars with no, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. So, come, so going to Kansas, though, uh, the past seven races, um, five of your Kyle Larson, uh, there's actually quite a few guys that, who have like an average top 10 finish. And a lot of them are playoff drivers. Chase Elliott, he's averaging a sixth place finish over the last seven races with one win. And he's got, got, got a win. Kyle Busch has got a win. Denny Hamlin's got two wins. So you want to, you know, maybe put your hard earned money on one of those guys if it's not Larson to propel them into a spot into the final four. I think that's what's going to happen. I don't see I don't see Larson winning this week. I see one of those guys locking themselves into the playoffs. And then it's going to be a free for all at Martinsville next week when you have guys like um, I believe three guys are in must wins because they didn't they DNF'd Logano, Truex, Logano, Truex and Kozlowski and Kozlowski. Maybe yeah. if, if not one of those three guys wins this weekend, it's going to be a madhouse in Martinsville. Uh, kind of like weeks. it was in Martinsville the year Logano oh. won his championship. You remember yeah, that? Or, or last year when when Harvey when they got spun at the end and he had to like reverse <laughs> that was hilarious oh I love yeah that. yeah yeah I love but Logano like the year Logano won that championship it was because of him coming sideways off that fourth corner at Martinsville with Truex, with Truex that was dope. and that propelled him into the championship race which he eventually ended up winning if he didn't mm-hmm. race Truex that hard I, man, this sport's crazy, man. I just don't see Logano getting into the championship four. Even if he does, does it even matter with Hamlin and and Larson there? But uh, I think Logano now, with nothing to lose, he basically has said it himself. It's either win win or nothing, you know? He can't point race at this time after having that blown engine, which is pretty oh, weird, you know? Yeah. yeah, I don't really see Penske. I don't see many Roush Yates engines being blown, especially in the upper echelon teams, especially Stuart, Stuart Haas and um, Team Penske. But, man, his engine blew and just sucks. He was a, the suckiest driver out of Team Penske. Ryan Blaney seems to be the best right now. Kozlowski with, with, with three races left at Team Penske before he moves on to his new endeavors over at uh, Roush uh Fenway, Kozlowski, uh Brad Racing dot com. <laughs> yeah, but uh <laughs> I mean nah, Logano's got he has three wins all time at Kansas. So I mean Sean, what do you think about this weekend's race? Uh Chase is on the bubble, so Chase better go out there and do something. Oh don't Sam worry. Is. I'm I don't worry. I'm sure he'll fail pre race tech. <laughs> and if that's what <laughs> that's it takes the first thing then... he's gonna do in Kansas. Don't worry about it. Step that's one. the that's step the first one <laughs> mission accomplished. <laughs> step one check just uh, two get up to the top uh, 10 within the first yeah. 30 we're laps betting, we're betting guys here on the comic bookie podcast <laughs> oh, right man. let's take a bet 
What's the over-under? Or not the over-under, but yes, no. Will Chase fail pre-race inspection and start from the back, guys? I can uh, tell you he's gonna he, he'll do it in Phoenix if he's in the championship four. Oh, that's for damn sure. I know. That's what I'm saying. So um, I think we can all raise our hands uh, to maybe uh, Kyle Larson. But, hey, if it's not Kyle Larson, do you have one more driver real quick before we get to the NFL? You know, that maybe can sneak one in. There's plenty of guys with wins. Logano's got three. Harvick's got three, although he's not a playoff driver anymore. Keslow's like got Harvick. two tricks. I know? actually like Harvick, the fact that he's not a playoff driver anymore. You obviously saw what he did last week. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think that okay. him not being a playoff driver, he don't really give a damn no more. Kind of like what I said earlier right now about Logano. You know, uh, you have you know, there's nothing else to do. You're not points so racing. Or nothing. It's hard. just all about the win. You know, you're going to push it as hard as you can. You're going to you're not going to give a damn. So I actually, uh, you know, with the lackluster performance of a season that ha- uh, Harvick, excuse me, has had this year. I would actually, you know, be expecting him to go out there and actually you run pretty well and be very competitive, especially in a track that's uh, very comparable to the one that we just raced at at Texas Motor Speedway, guys. All right. Well, there you have it. This Sunday, enjoy the race at Kansas. That is the third to last uh, race of the season. Then we have Martinsville and, of course, the championship race in a couple weeks in Phoenix. So on to the final segment of the sports section of this Come Bookies podcast Thank you again so much for everyone joining in live or not live if you're listening to us on wherever you get your podcasts. But NFL Week 7 is here. Week 6 was last week. The 49ers did not play um, this week. Sean, real quick before we get to our picks because I kind of like what we're doing here is we're kind of using just our picks as our analysis for the week. But uh, coming off of the bye week, uh, who's healthy, who's still not healthy, uh, what do you like uh, about the 49ers coming up this week? Uh, bye week just came at the right time, kind of regroup. I mean, we're two and three right now. We're obviously in a division where Arizona is likely going to win, but we still have obviously a long season, still have hopes of maybe a division if things go crazy for Arizona, still got a chance of the wild card. But Jimmy will be the quarterback this week. Um, Elijah Mitchell is looking healthy. He'll be in the backfield. Obviously, he'll hopefully get some IU going. Kittle, I think, is going to be out still one more week, which, I mean, he's been just really banged up. Don't like the word injury prone, but he's been pretty banged up. But we're going against a tough Colts team too, man. You know, thank you, T.Y. Hilton is back, and they came off a victory versus Houston. They looked really good, and, you know, two and four takes on two and three Sunday night at Levi Stadium. I think the Niners would definitely come off the bye, have a good game. Three and a half right now. Not a game I'm going to be involved with picking. I don't want to get karma or anything. But outside looking in, I do like the Niners to cover a three and a half. They're still a good football team. Just got to, you know, execute a little bit better. Okay. So going into our picks of the week, our comic bookies super contest. So again, for all you fans out there, uh, Aaron is kind enough to join us every week. He is currently two and six. He took a nice goose egg the first week he joined us, but he went a solid two and two beat all of us because all three of us went a horrid one and three. I'm actually used to it. So to update the standings for you, Sean is in first place right now at just under 500 at 9, 10, and 1. Mark is 8, 11, and 1, just one game behind him. And I am sitting down in the basement at 5, 13, and 2. Uh, again, like these guys are trying to make me feel good. Like, oh, you're only 1, 4, and a week away from like, you know, eh, whatever. I don't feel myself. I don't see myself getting there, but let's do it. So since we all tied, we're going to go season, you know, standings goes first. So Sean, then Mark, then myself. Um, Aaron, if you're there uh, or if anybody else is there live right now, please shoot us your picks. 
anybody else listening right now, please shoot us your picks. You're going to pick four games against the spread every week in the NFL season. And whoever has the best winning percentage of all the fans out there, we're going to send you a nice, sweet, um, you know, nice gift basket, nice little gift package, maybe a T-shirt, a sweater, uh, a couple flyers, maybe a pop toy or a comic book or whatever that we, uh, you know, hold near and dear to our hearts. But something will be sent to you. So uh, what about like Sean, we got but if we're going to buy Sean's each other, like, huh? one of, I don't know no comic book. This. <laughs> if we're going to if we're going to buy each other one of these like steaks, we got to sand one of the we got to send sand. We got to sand. We got to send change. We got to send one of the winning fans if they are to win, like uh, what one of those Omaha steaks or something. Oh, dude, cool. those are so good too. Man. <laughs> you know what? That, that actually that's actually a good price pack. Just like get their address and like here I'm gonna send you, um, you know, one of those. Yeah, what what is it like fifty bucks? You get all kinds of stuff from hey. Omaha steaks. That's actually a good idea, Mark. Uh, Sean Sloppy Joe's. <laughs> Sean, your first pick of the week. Now, now, Grant, remember you have six teams on a buy, so that's three less games we have to work with this week. So, uh, towards the end of our picks, it's gonna be slim pickings. So, go yeah, ahead, Sean, your first. Are we doing three total or four total with the buy? We're still week? doing. We'll still do four. Okay. We'll still do. Four. Uh, Sean, you're actually right, though. I wanted to touch on something that you said about the Niners. You said perfect timing for the bye week. Usually teams kind of we, – we kind of despise having bye weeks so early in the season. Kind of like, ah, oh, why is our bye week got to be so early, you know? It kind of more frowned upon. But, hey, like you said, sometimes it just works out perfect. And I think that the Niners actually did have a perfect time to have their bye week. So you had to regroup, man, yeah. I know, I know you're not going to be uh, involving yourself in that pick, but I'm, I might have to chew on that one in a little bit coming up here, man. We'll see if it makes it to you. My first pick is the lock of the week for the home dog. Oh, it's Miami a loss. You Dolphins said plus two and a half. Miami plus two and a half. All right. Okay. It, I mean, to me, that's kind of fishy. Like, why the hell is Atlanta? Like, Atlanta should be favorites. They lost first Jacksonville, though. That's why I think uh, they're in really England, down on Miami. England, but... In England. It wasn't you, in Florida. Yeah, in England. We know Jacksonville. Without their, without their top two cornerbacks also, Xavier Howard and uh, Byron Jones. So they will be playing this week. So I'm liking some Miami. You're just, sour that, you're just sour we, that I beat you last week head to head on that one. I took Jacksonville. <laughs> and my only thing was like Jacksonville cannot go like 0 and 16. They have to win sometime. That's like my only analysis on that game. We know Jacksonville is actually the unofficial team of London, right? The unofficial team of England when it comes to the NFL. They go right, there every right? Uh, Urban Meyer has the best win percentage there. Dude, I actually, <laughs> you know, I, I, I had a feeling. The only thing that's <laughs> – the only thing that scared me was the fact that they were going there with a rookie quarterback. They're going there with a rookie coach. Yes, but I kind of felt like there's some there was going to be some spirit in the air for the damn Jaguars after being what like 0 and 5, you know, and finally getting the damn win. So, but I, you know, with that pick, I'm actually kind of on you know on it. I kind of do like it with Sean to be uh, truthful with you. Tua Tungalavailola, like I mentioned last week, guys, I just, you know, I'm still waiting to see it from him. I don't know if it is, but with this game, with statue, old ass Matt Ryan going into the hot humidity in which they called South Florida to play at Hard Rock Stadium, <laughs> to play at South Florida, Hard Rock State. But nah, nonetheless, Sean, that's a pretty good pick. I'd actually probably be looking at that one, but uh I'm going to have to obviously not pick that one and have to look for another one. So I think I'm next, right? Yes, sir. Go ahead. 
So with that being said, man, so this game is going to be, man, I almost want to, this is actually a game I'd like to talk to you guys about. The like Cleveland Browns and the Denver Broncos, man. I just do the Browns. What a disappointment. Just what a disappointment, Dude. guys. And it's I Thursday, t- too. I take Who them knows? last. Yeah, I take them last week against, you know, I money lined them against Arizona. Kyler Murray, they had the COVID situation when it comes to the coaches and whatnot. And just, man, that's a whole another conversation. But the Arizona Cardinals are balling right now. So, you know. 17 and a half points they are against the Houston Texans. I can't lay that, but I'm going to go with my Las Vegas Raiders, man. For the pick, I know Mike might fade me, but the <laughs> Eagles, you know, the Eagles kind of scare me coming in. I think that the Raiders made a pretty decent acquisition today in getting Desmond Trufant from the Atlanta Falcons to kind of play back there in the secondary. And, you know, I think that with the field goal, I think that the Eagles having a pretty good defense, but I think that the Raiders being at home, kind of having their head more focused after all this stuff that's been going on about their team and trying to push out Davis and Gruden resigning. I think that the Raiders are going to kind of keep this streak going. So let's go with the Los Los Angeles, Las Vegas Raiders guys. I like it. I like it. Minus three. That's what I'm seeing here. Juiced a little bit to the upside. Minus 120 on the VIG, guys. Yeah, I was actually talking to Aaron, too, who uh, does a super contest with us. He's a diehard Raider fan. One thing he mentioned, which is true, is Gruden, when he was a coach, he designs his first 16 plays off top. He knows what the plays are straight up. So, you know, with the new Raiders coach, he's going to open up that offense, I feel. And good yeah, pick, want- Mark. And now Mike, I want the, I want the I want the coach from the Chargers, man. That Staley dude. I mean, I like the Italian Stallion. I like him. Is He'll he be Italian? Be, be, beside, but what is he? How do you pronounce it? I seen him on the Sopranos. He's Italian. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Paulie. He's a Paulie and Sal, huh? Yeah. Um, he ain't no Mike looks like, pick. He, no, he looks like the other guy. Who was the other Italian that had? He was a little shorter and stubbier, dude. Who the hell? He did he coach the Jets also, or was he a coordinator? He had the little mustache. I mean, the but, guy that um didn't he just die or the guy no. that had cancer, right? Didn't he also coach the Raiders? What was his name? Colin Powell. Uh, what? No, <laughs> Colin Powell. You're Colin Powell. <laughs> R.I.P. Colin Powell. By the way. R.I.P. Um, so, anyways, I'm going. So, my first pick, I'm going to go. Uh, let's do a division game where they're getting almost a touchdown. This both teams have been playing well. Uh, you know, besides their first game of the season loss, this team has been playing lights out, especially on primetime, scoring a bunch of points. But I feel that this game is going to be a little close, maybe a field goal game. So, against me, give me the Cincinnati Bengals on the road in Baltimore, uh, plus six. I think somebody said for the season since he was a sleeper team, I. Who was that? Oh. <laughs> hey, they're only four and two. We have like how many more games? Like eleven more you games. No, so off to a good start. Off to a good start. It's a good start. So Sean, pick number two, please. Uh, I gotta go with TB12 because they do get a twelve oh, and a half point. Oh, sucks. Right. So let's go. Let's go with the Tampa Bay Tom Brady's at home against the Chicago Bears at minus twelve and a half. 
Oh, dude, he only needed to get seven last week. And he, and, oh, my God. Take a knee. What an asshole. That's it. I got to. I am going to keep it as simple. Why? No, Give me your idea why. I mean, it's Tampa Bay. Oh, I mean, points. I mean, that's I can too see, easy. Well, I, I mean, watch. I mean, watch. I, they'll probably win paralysis. by 30 this week now, too. Oh, watch. you know what? They might win by 30. They might just win by three because the Bears, I think, go into this game as three and three. They're going to go with the mindset of we want to win. But in a game like this, you can't just go in there conventional. We're going to do what we do. No, you have to go in there open-minded. So you might see some just off-the-wall plays. Let Justin Fields maybe expand the offense more. So in a weird way, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Tampa wins by seven or ten. But then you do have to flip the script and also say Tampa is just a way better team. And what Mike said, they might go and pull a freaking Buffalo against Houston and just run them out of the building by 30. So I don't know. Just I'm going with just simple Tom Brady's just Tom Brady and they're playing Chicago who sucks. All right, Mark, second pick. My second pick, guys. Man, these games are kind of. I can't believe I'm going to do this. <laughs> it's like a huge I, spread. <laughs> I really, really can't believe I'm going to do this. There's a, but there's a huge spreads on here. I can't believe I'm going to do this, but this is a team that I saw fight in them. I saw oh, them shit. come back. I saw, the Jets. <laughs> I saw them come back after halftime. This is, I like this guessing game here. I don't just throw the team at you. I don't just throw, I don't no, just throw the light. Houston. So I saw this team fight back after halftime. I saw a quarterback come in for a Hall of Fame quarterback that, you know, is just top five right now in the league. Got replaced by Mr. West Virginia, number seven himself. And if it wasn't yeah. for if it, if it wasn't for T.J. Watt just going absolutely ham at the end of that game right. with that sack, with the forced fumble. You know, I think that Geno Smith actually had a really, really good chance to lead his team to victory, you know, on the road in a hostile environment, which is Heinz Field in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, against a perennial, you know, just great team, really, you know, with the quarterback that's a statue out there in Roethlisberger. But yet the guy, if you give him some time, he can still deliver some pretty accurate balls. You know, he's still got some pretty good receivers and not to mention a pretty damn good running back. Powerful as well from Antioch, California, Mr. Najee Harris via Alabama. But nonetheless, guys, I'm going to take Seattle Seahawks here with that number. I got a plus five here. I think that the Saints going on the road, although they didn't play last week. So they are going to be rested. They are off their bye and they have prepared. But I think that the 12th, uh, the 12th, number 12 or whatever, not TB 12th man, the 12th man over there in uh, Seattle. I think that Geno Smith with an extra week to also prepare for himself and actually grow with his team, grow with his receivers, Metcalf. And I think Metcalf is going to be pissed a little bit at Shannon Sharp. He's going to have a little bit to show him after all the (laughs) trolling and whatnot. So. Give me Seattle Seahawks plus five. I think that they keep it close. They could lose this game, but I don't think they're going to lose by more than a field goal, guys. Give me Seattle plus five Monday night football. All right. So now we're going to have to wait till the end. So even you know later to figure out what Mark's going to do. <laughs> <laughs> what his what his final ones. Hey, I, I, but that's that's two weeks in a row. I take the Monday night game, huh? 
Yeah, true. Well, last um, week, the Monday night game was my only winner. So let's see what happens. Oh, this that's week. right. <laughs> OK, so my uh, second pick here is going to be a team. They actually were winning at halftime and they just absolutely imploded in the second half at home against Kansas City. But I like them. You know, I like the defense, you know, and I like Green Bay to kind of, you know, ease up a little bit. They're five and one. They've been playing really well. They went back and forth with Chicago. Um, But I like Washington, the football team on the road, even though I was saying something about Aaron, how he needs to stop betting the Washington football team every week. But, uh, you know, so that means that they've not covered to at least two weeks in a row. I see them covering uh, nine and a half points in Green Bay. So give me Washington football team plus nine and a half. I was looking at that. I was looking at that. By the way, Mike and Sean, I told you guys earlier, the damn coach, Bisaya, Bisiasia or whatever from the damn Mm -hmm. Las Vegas Raiders. He reminded me of the other guy that was also Italian. And you guys were right on the money. Not Tony Soprano, but Tony Sperano. Sperano. Sperano, yeah. Tell me you guys. Tell me you don't see a little resemblance. Like they there, could be cousins there. or something, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Wasn't he the one like when he took over as coach? They like had like a ceremony where they buried, like, uh, like whatever past they. I don't know. He had some some weird stuff. Either way, he looks like my neighbor across the street, Randy. Too. He looks like that. He looks, <laughs> I looks like what him. He's up to. <laughs> Shout out um, to Randy. So go ahead, uh, Sean. Third pick. Uh, third pick is going against what I said earlier. I'm taking them dogs. I'm taking the San Francisco 49ers. Now, I'm saying dogs by underdogs, but I think they're going to grind this week. They're going to come back off this bye week, and they're going to cover that three and a half. You said, oh, you're going to take it right before me? He's going to steal the pick. He said he wasn't going to involve himself in it. Now, look at him. I tell him (laughs) that I was going to have to chew on it. It was going to be Cincinnati. It was going to be Cincinnati. That's what I really wanted. So, Mark, you're going to take both primetime games. That's funny. He comes and takes the bone from the dog. Go ahead, Mark. Pick one of those big spreads. So I don't have to. <laughs> yeah, don't make me take the Houston Texans. Hey, you're getting 17 and a half, bro. I mean, you know what happened last time? They had like over 15. Don't make yeah, me. Yeah, they lost 40 to zero in the rain. <laughs> Morons. Four picks is too, so trash. hard, man. What line? What, what what line are you gonna give me with the Denver Broncos? What line are you gonna give me, man? You're getting uh, you're, you're getting, getting three, three, and and three and a half. I want four. You're not going to give me four. I don't you want gotta, it. You you have to add a side of mashed potato, garlic mashed potatoes with that steak. <laughs> yeah, you better upgrade the sides. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want that baked potato loaded. And I want the New York Football take Giants take plus Cleveland. three. Huh? New York Football Giants New plus York three. Football Giants plus three. Ooh. Carolina. They've been so, so. You know what? Actually, man, Carolina's going to be pissed. I just remembered they lost that game to Minnesota in overtime. Minnesota, I don't know what to think of Minnesota, but there's not many games to choose from. But I'm going to go with the New York football giants to keep a close one at home to try to keep arms race in this division. Although we all know it's probably going to be the Cowboys to win it. But nonetheless, the New York football giants are going to keep this one close in New York on Sunday. My third pick, just so I don't, you know, I can't chance Sean getting it. I'm going to try to pick it every single week. Um, But, I, you know, I just expect it every week. I'm I'm a a pessimist. I I call myself sometimes a realist, but I'm in all honesty, I'm a pessimist. So I'm going to go. I'm going to fade Mark here and I'm going to take the Eagles. Plus, I mean, there's. 
there's got to be a day where you know what oh yeah we've had such a good game in denver you know great great win for you know first win for the new coach (laughs) come back down to earth i don't know it's just one of those like you were saying mark you know sometimes the raiders don't play very well against those running quarterbacks and i don't know who knows it's gonna be a good you know matchup i think henry ruggs Devontae smith you know it's gonna be you know it's going to be good. I actually, uh, I mean, I actually up. love the Raiders without Gruden. I've been saying it the first couple of weeks that I don't like his play calling. I don't just, I agree. when he sits there and just does his, his little lips and like, you know, it's like Gruden just, I, I feel like he's his, been holding this team thin back lips. to tell you the truth. His like I said, I don't think lips. there's anything that Olsen can't call that Gruden was calling. I don't think there's anything special, you know, to tell you the truth. It's like NBA sometimes. I feel like, what the hell you need a damn head coach for? When the Warriors were balling, winning those championships, they could have damn coached themselves. They didn't need Steve Kerr. They just needed Steve What's LeBron Kerr. LeBron done for the last 10 years, you know, too? It's just like, man, coach. I think that Carr is that good. I mean, he's elite. You heard, you, you heard, you heard them say it. You know, I, I think Carr is has elite talent. I think Carr at times has a different mindset of what Gruden wants to do, but he can't do it because Gruden, you know, got that big ego. He's the 10 year, hundred million dollar man. And I think that with him resigning, I think that it gives the reins a little bit more to this, you know, veteran quarterback and car. And I don't know, man, I think the Raiders are actually going to be a lot better going forward than what they were going backwards, dude. Sure. Hope so. I know you're pessimistic, but I mean, this is going to be a telltale because what does Philadelphia really offer? In my opinion, Philadelphia, I mean, they got a decent defense. I think it's basically all on Jalen Hurts's, you know, shoulders. Pretty much. You can Mm -hmm. say that about every game when it comes to the quarterback. But, you know, are the Raiders going to be able to stop the run? Are they not going to let what happened with, you know, Herbert, not Justin Herbert, but the other Herbert, the running back for the Chicago Bears two weeks ago? Are they going to let them just run all over them or, you know, are they going to be able to stop the run? Are they going to be able to contain Hertz? And is the defense in the back going to be able to, you know, give Crosby and some of these linebackers, you know, enough time to try to to try to get to Hertz, you know, it's going to be fun. But I think that the Raiders going forward are a lot better off without Gruden than with Gruden, which is weird to say. But there it is. A couple years right. ago, we were a couple years ago. Raider fans, I'll give us. I mean, a lot of football fans, a lot of teams were like, I'd take Chucky in a heartbeat. Right. And I know Raider fans were chopping at the bit to get him back. Give us Gruden back. Give us Gruden back. Return it. But, dude, after seeing what I'm seeing in the new football age and the new NFL with teams going to younger coaches, younger quarterbacks, I've been saying it for a couple years, and you guys can mark my words. I've been saying that the NFL is going to turn more into the NFL style. And what's happening? I've been saying it for a couple years, and we're seeing it prevail now. And it's going to keep style. College is going to continue to happen because mm-hmm. these NFL owners, the NFL general managers, see how these athletes are being developed in college, and you know they're transferring them over to the NFL, and that's just the way it's going to go, man. And I've been saying it, and I'm seeing it come to fruition. And uh, I, I think that our team is young enough, and our quarterback is still young enough to the point that we can perform like one of those teams, like a Kyler Murray. And what they're doing over there in Arizona with Cliff Kingsbury, I mean, that's like, besides the veterans they got on that team, that's pretty much a college offense and a college, you know, that they're running over there. And look what it's doing to them. The only undefeated team in the league thus far. So 
we'll see, man. But I'm excited for the rest of the season, and I'm excited for the Raiders as well. So, well, that makes one of you or one of us because I don't know. I'm how could he? Look at look at Sean. Look at that smile. His team done lost what two or three in a row now, coming off a bye, injuries again. Sean just came back her. from Pismo. Of course, he'd have a smile on his face. <laughs> No, Come on now. <laughs> the Giants got eliminated from the playoffs. He has a smile. He just came back from Pismo. Yeah, Let Giants it... eliminated. He still got a smile. I mean, the right? Warriors won, but you um, got to be optimistic, man. All right, Sean, your fourth and final pick. Uh, fourth and final pick, I do have it locked and loaded. And despite my surprise team looking good, there always has to be a little hiccup in the road. And this guy's looking like an MVP. So those Baltimore Ravens. Just need to cover six at home. I'm going to go against you on this one, Michael. Head to head. Okay, so Baltimore at home minus six. So let's go mark your last pick. New England Patriots. Good one. I like that game. Actually, also, I was close to picking that. All right. Good call. Let's see what we have here. New England Patriots at a minus seven against the Jets. Minus seven. Okay. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and fade Mark on one of these picks. What is it? What? You're already fading me on the Raiders, asshole. Come on. Give me another one. What other one are you going to fade me on? <laughs> I'm going to take. I'm going to take Chubba Hubbard, buddy. Chubba Hubbard. Remember the name. The Giants suck ass, especially at home. They always find a ways to disappoint. I would never bet f- with a New York team. So I'm taking the Carolina Panthers to go into. That's right also now, why Jer- you're five and eleven, though, my, my Jersey. <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, I'm five and thirteen and two. Oh. Okay, get it right. Get it right. Remember, <laughs> hey, remember, you told me I'm only one four no way. You know, away. Well, hey, you know. by the way, how's the league of mediocre douchebags going, man? I haven't been hearing much um, of. Sean, uh, Sean, you want to tell him? I, I, I think I won this oh, week. That's why we haven't been hearing much of it. Sean, you want to tell him? This doesn't like doesn't sound too three good. Three and two, I want to say. Let's see. They the don't league. even know. Oh, they don't even know their standings. So hold on. So, so, so no, hon. Yeah. I wanted to pull it up. Like this is actually. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm in three fantasy like, leagues, so I mean, oh, you gotta. You know, I mean, can't, can't memorize league, them all. Our league is pretty crazy. Like the first four teams are four and two. So like I'm in fourth place at four oh, yeah, and two, three and, three. Yeah. and then fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth are all three and three. So mm-hmm. from so like literally eighth place, Sean can move up to you know first place based off of points in like one week, or, or you know he can move up so many spots. And then of course you have two guys who are one and five, but one through eight, there's there are only one game difference. There's four guys who are four and two, four guys who are three and three. Everyone's beating up the you know beating up on each other. So it's going pretty well. I uh, just hit the injury bug like pretty bad. I just lost um, Nick Chubb and um, Edwards Hilaire from Kansas City. So I'm like you know just dying. I have like Melvin Gordon and Damian Harris as my running backs. Like I'm I'm hurting pretty bad. But yeah, Ky- Kyler Murray, uh, the man Kyler Murray is keeping me afloat for sure, bud. Hey, ma'am. Hey, that Herbert dude, I'm telling you from the Bears, he's a pretty good little back, bro. Not only did I see him against the Raiders, I also saw him in the game where, where, where were they were. Yeah, like, yeah, like, he's, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he gets yards for being kind of like a no name little player right there. I don't play fantasy, but I mean, if I was, I'd probably be looking at him. Guy seems like he's got a little bit of heart in him. 
Well, Mark, you are eight, eleven, and one, so I'm gonna trust whatever you say. So, so you know, you know, you are the the guru. You know, you're three, you know, three games ahead of me. You know, so. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a guru because my ass ain't even 500. But man, it's been <laughs> tough this. It's been it tough. Been a tough season. It's been tough sledding this season when it comes to the handicapping. When it comes sure. to just believe it. Like I got completely smoked on the Los Angeles Chargers last week, and it just it pisses me off that you just got these teams. They do so good, and I should have known. I should have known with Mike's theory, the West Coast going to the East Coast, you know, they've been doing so good. The Chargers have going to play the Ravens. and It was like a three point line. And oh, yeah, the Chargers going to keep it close, man. This team that just, I, you know, I told Mike, you know, the, the formula, just find the team that scores like 35 plus points the week before and fade them. You know, it's mm-hmm. just how do you score what almost 50 points against the Browns just to shoot out? And then you go over to Baltimore. You can't even muster more than a touchdown. You get six points because your kicker mixed the uh, missed the uh, the PAT shot out to the damn Chargers kickers. You guys suck every single year <laughs> there. You guys will never get a damn kicker. So they end up with six yeah. points. looks like they got two field goals, but not nah, because they probably couldn't even get that because their damn kicker sucks. So they got a touchdown for six points, Miss PAT, and that's all she wrote. Baltimore Ravens completely sh- kill them, shut them out, and how does that even happen? A team that's been just firing on all cylinders, just laying egg, man, and that's the NFL, and that's how Las Vegas you know, keeps rolling in that dough to keep that water flowing where the water doesn't flow out there in the desert, man. It sucks. Yeah, well, hopefully but. that happened. Hopefully that same thing happens to the Baltimore Ravens this week for my case. So, But it's a long mm-hmm. season. We're churning. Yeah. Sean, nine and eleven, me, eight and whatever the hell. So or you yeah. know, so mm-hmm. we're, yeah, we're all within we're all within like four games of each other. Yeah, like we said. Mm-hmm. If one of you guys have a bad week, I have a good week, we're all, you know, right there. So get um, us to that fifty four, fifty six percent winning percentage and you there know, you I'll go. be happy, there right. So that's the NFL. That's uh, the sports section of the podcast. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. But we're going to take a few minutes breaks and we'll be right back with your comic book and entertainment news of the sort. So thank you so much for joining the Comic podcast. We'll be right back after these messages or this song, whatever I edit in. All right, or so any advertisers that want to get in on it. Let us know. Let's do it. Free advertising. We got free ad space here on the Comic Bookies <laughs> podcast. All right. See you guys soon. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Comic Bookies podcast. We are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Like we said at the beginning of the episode, tomorrow, Sean's birthday, October 20th, 2021, is New Comic Book Day. Go on there and get your stack like we do every single week. Or, I mean, I get my stack mailed to me, but Alex can do that too. Uh, So, again, we're playing this whole one week behind thing. Mark, I know you don't like it, but I'm sorry. Um, but I have a handful of books to talk about this week, but let's go ahead and get into the books of this week that are coming out uh, tomorrow. Uh, for DC, we have Batman 115, Nightwing 85, The Flash 775, Batwoman, or I'm sorry, Batman Catwoman number eight, and Superman Son of Kal-El number four. We actually have a two uh, number ones as well. Catwoman Lonely City on the black label number one, and Nubia 
and the Amazon's number one. Over on the Marvel side, Thor 18, Fantastic Four 37, United States of Captain America number five, The Death of Doctor Strange number two, and Miles Morales Halloween comic book extravaganza 2021 number one. Uh, Boom Studios gives us Eat the Rich number three for Sean and Mark, AWA Not All Robots 3, and Fight Girls number four. And of course, Image, one of our favorite small-time publishers, King Spawn number three, Gunslinger Spawn number one, Ice Cream Man number twenty-six, and Made in Korea for you two number five. So let's get into it, fellas. Uh, just throw out a book. Anything you're excited for this week? Anything that you read from sorry two weeks ago that we can talk about for this week? Let's get into the comic book discussion. Uh, real quick for this week, yeah, we definitely have some goodies, specifically the two that Mark and myself get, the Made in Korea, absolutely loving that, and Eat the Rich, which I'm very huge on, so yeah, I'm definitely liking this week. It's funny, because as much as I like those, there is you know the Thor that Mike and I get, and we were talking about earlier, it's uh, going to be on Throg, <laughs> whatever that's going to be, so I'm... It's, it's this kind of stuff that makes me like this is absolutely gonna make it or break it for me. So I, I mean, guess we'll I mean see it has to, goes. right? Like we're too we're too loyal to to stuff like that, you know? We're too loyal, I think. It, it it might be if it doesn't give me something really really good, Throg might be the end of Thor for me. I'm serious. Yeah, I'm with you on it. I mean, you you cut Darth Vader, man, a long time ago, and I'm still actually, for some reason, holding on to that, and I'm at the point where I'm, like, looking for the throg in that. <laughs> Is he going to make it or break it, so... I mean, Star yeah. Wars, though, it's cool. I mean, I'm more, like, into Star Wars, though, and, like, the whole lore of Star Wars than I am a specific th- Thor yeah. story. True, you know what I'm true. saying? So, I mean, the first two arcs in this, I mean, it's Donny Cates. The first two arcs were amazing, and then once he got to the the, the Robert Blake or whatever, you know, the guy who he's, they switched bodies and everything, it just... Yeah, I, he lost me, you know. So he lost me. What's your what brother? A, how about a book from another writer that has a book that came out last week that just finished up its series from the Black Label offering and Mr. Tom King, but the book that's going to be released tomorrow, New Comic Book Day. By the time you guys are listening to this, it will be out there for you guys reading pleasures, and that is the Batman Catwoman number eight. What a story. Uh, that what a story, man. Thank you, Michael. What a story. That thing's just trucking along here. And I think that the way Strange Adventures ended, obviously, we're not going to get into that. We're not going to play spoilers for our host here and Mike. But, uh, yeah, I think that Batman Catwoman is actually probably written a little bit even more for my liking. If uh, I'd attest to that, Strange Adventures was really good. I think probably because of the fact that how much closer I am with the Batman and the Catwoman and, you know, all the, the whole Bat family and those stories and the nostalgia behind it compared to how much I really know about Adam Strange, which I don't think a lot of people in the, you know, out there really do. But Batman Catwoman is being written beautifully by Mr. TK, Tom King himself. And I am really, really excited to read that book this week. Your guys' thoughts. I think that the last, you know, it's I feel like every book that I read from that series, you know, we're on eight now coming up today or tomorrow. But six, five, five is six is better than five. Seven has been better than six. I just feel Mm -hmm. like every single book has literally been getting better, and it's hard to find that in a story always where, you know, uh, where 
the you know the latter stages of the of the story each issue has been getting better you know a lot of times sometimes you'll have four that's better than six or you know sometimes some issues but tom king is really building up this story it's slow it's going to take us about a year plus to get the whole story via black label and uh all of the woes that you know but I mean, I, I, I'm. That's the probably book that I'm looking forward to the most this upcoming week. I mean, just look at those two books. I mean, they're both like murder mysteries. You know, right. they just kind of keep you on the edge of your seat for the whole time. You know, and, and I just love the these daughter. Just the off continuity of everything. You know, like you're not going, you're not following a whole five year journey with the Flash or with Batman or with Superman or with Thor or the Avengers or whatever. You're following a twelve issue maxi series of like what could be. You know, you're thinking to yourself, like, to me, like, those off-continuity things are like, dude, that could totally be a movie. Like, couldn't you see Batman's uh, Catwoman be, uh, a movie? Dude, that'd oh, be dope. That, Just having, oh. like, 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 future Selina. Bruce is dead, but you still get Bruce because he's in the flashbacks. And then you have Dick Grayson oh. being the commissioner, but then you, you know, and then you have the daughter being, like, the new Bat-Cat, you know, you know what I'm saying? I like, it's it. so cool. <laughs> you, you still have a Joker story, and but you can also flash back to where, you know— you know, it's it's would it's really be, good. would it would it be one movie or would it be a I, I feel like you would have to break it up. No, no. I mean, if you do animated, you could break it up. But I feel I, but I do feel like you could do a um <clears throat> like a live action in like a nice two fifteen two hour and 20 minute you know feature film. I think that I think that that'd be great. I would also like to see Strange Adventures as a motion picture, too. Some people who don't know who Adam Strange is, maybe you introduce him in the you know, in the current continuity that you do now, but that sp- specific story, I could see that as like an animated feature as well. You know, mm-hmm. the hardcore DC fans who already know who he is and his background and what he came from with the new gods. Um, yeah, his story is just great. And with, yeah, I, yeah, just a, a great story. Um, another one that I also like to actually did read. I'll let you guys know how, what I think about next week on strange adventures, but almost American. That one's, pretty good so far two issues in i'm getting the feel of the americans the 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 tv show on fx that i really really loved i hope that they get more into that you know like them starting a family and their lives just in america because it was a lot more talking to the cia and then the fbi uh, agent came in and kind of kind of took over things you know and but you know i I just love the backstory of how the the grandfather you know he beat him in chess you know he shows him the gun you know it's just kind of painting the picture of what's to come and of course at the very very end of the um issue you have someone here who's you know someone here now who just touched down in america looking to kill the couple so what'd you guys think of almost american number two i enjoyed it I really, really enjoyed it, Mike, as well. Like I said, it also reminded me of that other book that was also released from Aftershock a couple months prior in Red Atlantis. Kind of the same thing when you have the espionage from the Russians and whatnot. But this one's a little bit different. You know, in Red Atlantis, you had the you had the the girl that was kind of like rooming with one of her college, you know, college roommates, which was also a female and then she got caught up in some stuff. And this one's a little bit different, you know, in in almost American because you got a couple, you know, you got a married couple here. You know, they're trying to seek what, like asylum pretty much. And they're giving the lot. Well, I mean, the second book that we that we just read, Mike, are pretty much kind of giving all their 
uh, puzzles and bits and pieces to the American authorities, right? Mm -hmm. The CIA or whatnot about how, why, what they're doing here, why they're here. But the wife actually has a different opinion. The wife thinks that they're the Americans aren't trying to help them as much, right? Yeah, the wife the wife mm-hmm. thinks that the Americans are kind of trying to pull some funny stuff on them. Yeah, she's more skeptical because she's skeptical. got more of the communist attitude of more mm-hmm. of the like I'm more for Mother Russia, even though we had to leave. I'm more of like okay, like I, I still know where I came from, and I still am more loyal to them than I am to this new country, this new government. You know, our sworn enemy since that was since I was born. You know. Yeah, I mean so. I, I'm enjoying it. I just it's like a four part series or is it six or five? Almost American, I think is five or six. Yeah. yeah I can look pretty, in the I can look in the previews when we get it next week. It'll say it'll say like something of five or six. But yeah. But yeah. I mean, hearing, what, go ahead, Sean. Well, I mean, I was going to say if you're enjoying that, then I mean, whew, me and you, we definitely got to be enjoying <laughs> A righteous thirst for vengeance. Ooh. Oh man, Mark, you showed me that last week, dude. Fire. Can we please see that again? Can we can we please take you know a nice thirteen seconds for you to flip through every single page of that book? You know, you know, I know uh, we're like a hundred and twenty nine episodes in. Is that what it is? Yeah, and you know, I'd like to give uh, Mark, um, please. Can you <laughs> give me? Can you give a live re- a live reading of uh, <laughs> of this book? Because it's only going to take you about a minute and a half. I mean, I, literally. I mean, this is a righteous thirst for vengeance via Image Comics. One of our guys, you know, that we've been reading on the Scumbag, uh, which is Rich Remender. Uh, did I say that? Remend? Yeah, Re- Rick, Rick Remender. Sorry, not yeah, Rick. Rick, Rick yeah. Remender. Image Comics. A righteous thirst for vengeance. I believe it's you know this this Korean dude, Asian guy. But the book is just really – I don't know if Rick was taking a vacation when he wrote this and he just <laughs> – he gave it all to Andre Lima Araujo to just uh, to do the duties with when it came to the art, artistry. Hey, there this. was words in the art. I will say that. So I, I'm going to have that argument. And if you actually just added some words, I think, think there, was, there was actually a good story in the artwork. There that's was actually how May, something there. Yeah, that's how May's book felt to me too. May's book number one had limited dialogue, probably a lot more than what you guys experienced with that one. But it was the same thing. Like the 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 art painted the picture more so mm-hmm. than the actual dialogue. So, you know. So, but it's Rick Remender. It's it's Jeff Lemire. Those books are probably going to get better. I assume. You know. But Sean, what did you get from this book? At the end, obviously, he he's like on this trip, right? He went in that house, bro, with like people that were dead, and he walked out like he was just, you know, instead of walking out with the attitude of like, what the heck, he kind of just walked out like he was just like trying to clean up the door handles and stuff like that, like. But he stepped in the blood, and that's a big, pretty big part to the whole. Well, he it, the blood also he stepped in the blood, but he like stepped on like a freaking bird's neck or bird's head that. Had, broke his neck hitting the windows so well because this guy has issues right oh the, yes the issues. bird the, it's a it's a stool pigeon the pigeon yeah. just pissing him off at the bus stop because he's catching the bus <laughs> to go to this house and the pigeon's pissing him off and you know the, the kid the kid he's talking to the kid and the kid's like why do i gotta do it why do i gotta do it and then he stops the bus the bus takes off this guy literally stops the bus and they just show the picture, obviously, because that's all it is. And the picture of him just stepping on the damn pigeon's head. Now he's got blood all over his foot. Now he's going to this. 
I don't even know who the hell the people's house. Uh, yeah, there's to. none. There's no words to describe whose house is going to. You just see a picture of him in this house, and you see like these two naked people, freaking dead, like masked, you know, gagged up and tortured. And, yeah, Mary and, Sullivan. That's what I. He's looking for Mary Sullivan. Have no idea who they are. You see pictures of her. <laughs> it looks like her husband. You guys but, have quite a lot to discuss about a book without any damn dialogue. Let me tell you. It, because it, I mean, you know why, Mike? Because first of all, the fact that it doesn't have no dialogue and mostly pictures and it's trying to make us think. And the fact is that when I saw it in previews and when I also picked it up from Treasure Island Comics, I asked Alex, is this going to be a five? Because I actually haven't pulled it yet. I actually have not. Maybe I'm waiting on one of your guys' confirmation, but I actually have not asked Alice to put it on the pull list yet. So, Sean, are you going to pull it? Mike, you haven't gotten it. Are you thinking about getting it? Because nah, ain't going to happen. So you're not going to pull it? No, nah, there's there's nothing there. So what I was going to say is the reason I wanted to give it the benefit of the doubt is because right now it's not known if it's going to be ongoing or if it's going to be a mini or maxi series. Because that's the same thing that happened with Rick Remender's other book that Mike and I – sorry, Mike and I are actually reading in The Scumbag. Because I thought it was going to be a mini maxi series, and now I think it seems like it's ongoing. Am I right or wrong, Mike? Um, I think so. I think we weren't sure at first, but you know, like that's one of the things that we we say is like, oh, it's going to be at least six or at least 12. And yeah, it's it's, looks like there's no end in sight, so – that's what I'm saying. And this righteous thirst with a vengeance, I thought it was going to be mini or maxi. And word on the streets right now, and you know the streets don't lie, but word on the streets is that it could be ongoing. There's no, there's nothing set right now for what it's going to be. So if it's going to be ongoing, I don't know. If it's going to be five to six, I guess maybe I can vibe with it, put it on the pool for a couple months and see what happens. But Nonetheless, man, it was uh, for something that I was kind of excited to get. It didn't really fulfill yep. my uh, reading, uh, my reading uh, needs pleasure. for the night. Yeah, pleasure. Thank you. Uh, okay, cool. What do you want? What do you want to hit first, Batman or Nice House on the Lake? Let's go Nice House on the Lake. So uh, we're gonna end the. Well, okay, well you asked my opinion, but you just. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to hit first, uh, Batman or Nice House on the Lake? Well, whatever, man. We'll just go with Nice House on the Lake. Yeah, I mean, I guess I made the executive decision. Asked, sorry, sorry, asked. sorry, not sorry, but I e- either wanted to go with Batman. Either way, we're ending the night on James Tinian. So uh, Batman 114 for Mark. Sorry, it's his birthday on Friday. Sorry. Um, I mean, uh, so first of all, Mark, I know you're excited about the side story in this is finally involving more of the clown hunter. So, I mean, even though it's it feels kind of short, you know, like the ghost hunter one was like a lot more dialogue. But I mean, I guess we'll get more as we go, I hope. But, you know, it's good to see clown hunter on a more consistent basis. Uh, Miracle Molly is here. Poison Ivy looks dope as hell. Whoever draws uh, Poison Ivy, it, they always do a good job for me. Like what, this, what are they calling her now? Like Queen Ivy or Lord Ivy or something like that? Well, yeah, because she's like in her own little sanctuary. <laughs> yeah, and stuff, yeah, yeah. But, you know, but I mean, Simon she's Saint has his own peacekeeper to like take care of peacekeeper number one, and then he goes just absolutely ape shit because he's kind of you know he's with Scarecrow, you know, feeding him the fear toxin Sean and what Mahoney busted up, man, dude, and what he sees. In you know what he actually sees of the you know, of Simon Saints Peacekeeper, dude, it's it's that would scare the hell out of me too. So they go like freaking at it, and then Batman's trying to get in the middle of everything. Um, I mean, it's a good story so far. 
I mean, it's 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 pretty good. I don't know where they're going to go with this because they've been following this this story a while. And from what Alex told us last week, Tinian's not there anymore. Like, you know, going forward, uh, Sean Josh Williamson is jumping on Batman. Just to let you know. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. We talked about this. Uh-huh. OK, yeah. I, I wasn't sure what week we actually talked yeah. about it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, dude, that that whole explosion where, you know, his gun met his sword and then boom and both arms are, mm-hmm. are, are, are flying off. And then he just goes absolutely apeshit on him. And um, yeah, it's I liked it. It was an action packed, you know, part three to fear state. I liked it. I really liked it, too. Like I've, I've specifically like really, really I look forward to this story. I love the whole uh, peacekeeper aspect of it. The only thing I will say is you you said it is it's kind of just held on at this point of the story for like a few episodes, few a few issues now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just been like, OK, what's kind of next? What's kind of going to happen next? It feels like yeah, it's, well, it's it's going to be interesting to see where uh, Josh Williamson goes with this future state, because that's this is what the whole future state was. Yeah. Was that, you know, this, um, you know, peacekeeper era of like all the flying drones and everything. That, that, that's how <laughs> every, Gotham is going to be policed. And so it's going to be interesting when they pass the torch from Tiny into Williamson. How is he going to do that? Because I, I think I might have read it wrong because I thought that. Williamson was coming on for like it says you know join Josh Williamson when he jumps on for like a four part you know arc. I thought that that was the only arc that he's going to jump on. I didn't know that he's just going to start his era of Batman on this four or five issue arc and then continue. Didn't know that. Kind of disappointed because I've been really loving since what since after the Bane uh, City of Bane after Tom King left. Tiny's been doing really great. Um, I think it was was it it wasn't issue one hundred. It was you know further back like 81 or 82 or something like that i think tining got like the first 80 issues um but no i've been thoroughly enjoying what tining gives me obviously from department uh, department of truth and mm-hmm. nice house on the lake which we're going to talk about but hey you know what josh williamson he gave us some fire for years with the flash and so I'm, I'm excited i'm just interested to see what direction he goes with what they're doing right now well i'll tell you the direction that i really like and i've been telling you this for couple weeks months but i i might be secretly enjoying detective more than batman at this point i know um dude i I just i just it's not a secret it's not a secret i would probably put that like one you know uh, you know five or ten percent more or like you know one grade level more i I would put that slightly above it just like right now yeah i just love the way how they're bringing this whole uh hugh vill character into the frame you know and man i think that that last issue um which one was it mike it was 1043 i believe detective comics and it's just at the very end i mean man it's just uh it's it's pretty thrilling because you there they get down into the what like the sewer system and whatnot where poison Ivy, I think, or where Batman is chasing. uh, I forgot who he was chasing, but they get down in there and then they get, they discover that these damn, what are the parasites, the eggs are about to be hatched and Mm -hmm. it's about to unleash a lot of stuff going forward in Martin Tamaki's detective comics, man. I think that, you know, I, 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 I think that Batman, Tinian's Batman has been real, real good. 
I'm not going to deny that, but I don't mm-hmm. know if it's because Tynion has been so involved in so many other stories, doing so many other stuff personally and DC wise. But I don't know how much, you know, knowing that he's going to hand it off to Williamson. But I feel like the Batman stories have been a little bit slower in their buildup for me. You know, they kind of uh, it's kind of feel like I've been going through a revolving door in these last couple uh, issues, if you will. Mm-hmm. I just think that Detective and Tamaki, the way that they're really, really um, accelerating their story or her story, you know, and, and Batman's story and this Hugh Ville story and Econo and everything. I'm really, really enjoying Detective, man. I really now, am. Now, clear this up for me, Mark. We've been getting two detectives a month or we have we have we been getting one a month for a while? It's two. OK, so they I said think in 2021 it was going to go to one a month. I think they did that for about a quarter. Until they realize that uh, it's just I, I don't know if it's because they want. Li- to. Well, well, let me cut in. Let me interject. I literally just went like weeks ahead. I think for from now until at least the end of the year, we're only getting one. Detective Comics 1044 is next week on the 27th. And then at the very like the 29th of November is 1045. And then there's one in December. So I don't know if they've changed the schedule for at least a little bit or maybe just through that throughout this fear state era. Or whatever, but I see only one detective comics per month. And oh, by the way, uh, Josh Williamson takes over at 118. So we have Tinyum for another uh, four issues 15, 16, and seven. Nice. Sorry, three issues. And so your the, guys' probably thoughts the end on of Fear this. State. Hmm? Your guys' thoughts on Fear State. Any it's tie okay. you guys are mm-hmm. reading? Cool. I mean, any, it's, it's you know. Cool. I've always been a fan of, of, of Scarecrow. He's scarier than hell in the video game. He's, a, he's, he's actually. Pretty Mr. cool Crane. in the tight in the current season of the mm-hmm. Titans uh, show, um, and yeah, I've always been a fan of Scarecrow because he's kind of he's not he's no meta, you know. All he has is some needles and his fear, fear toxin. toxin. He's so smart in conducting this fear toxin, and like it's like poison ivy. Like yes, poison ivy is a meta, but like literally one thing that she can do or he can do, and the whole city is like in shambles. You know what I'm saying? Like just putting some fear toxin or whatever in in the water. In the in the public drinking water, like how sick is that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Joker can do that. You know, he can steal the ferrotoxin or whatever. But yeah, the Scarecrow's always been an interesting character for, character for me, for sure. Agreed. Yeah. So uh, going forward, yeah. So Batman, both of those books, I agree, are like two of the best books we read, anyways. Um, but yeah, uh, Avengers Tech On, it's a six issue miniseries. It's just cool to see like the different. Um, uh iron man suits that captain america wolverine black panther it's cool to see all those different things they're fighting red skull in that book um the joker presents the puzzle box or whatever it's a pretty cool mystery story Uh, i will give them that there's hella dialogue like it literally takes me over 20 minutes to read these books there's a lot of of stuff to cover uh but anyways to round out the comic book section the nice house on the lake number five james tiny and again uh what'd you guys think of it i I really enjoyed it. It goes back to, you know, a story of one of the characters going back to how they met Walter, you know, and like she actually saw him do the warp thing back then and what he can do and like kind of erase the memory and make you like Dory and kind of say, we were talking about this, 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 and this, but you forget what he, you know, what he did as he warps himself. You know, you remember that Mark? It's pretty cool. Yes. The face was all like looking all blurry. The Mm -hmm. artist, the way the artist drew it. Yeah. I, yeah, you know, I'm I, I'm not enjoying that book as much as I thought I was going to enjoy it. It's just. It 
I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like the buildup I mean, like, that I get in other books that leaves me yearning for the next issue in the storyline. You know, those are the books that I think I kind of like more. Like when I when I when I finish reading A Nice House on the Lake and I put it down and I I just don't get that feeling inside where I'm like, man, I can't wait for the damn next one. It's kind of like, OK, that was cool. Kind of I mean, a little mystery, yeah. but I'm not it doesn't leave me with that suspense where it's like, damn, I need this one in the next two weeks when this next one going to come out. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, uh, I, I don't know. It's just I enjoy it. I just it's not my favorite. I have a and I almost opinion. wasn't going to pull it, to be honest with you. I almost wasn't going to pull it. I pulled mm-hmm. it because, you know, I, you guys were pulling it and whatnot. So I kind of like to read the same stories that if we can. Obviously, we all read our own separate stuff as yeah. well. But Sean, we you get this, this book? I don't get that book, actually. I mean, you don't I, get Nice House? I have not I, got I, one issue. I thoroughly enjoy it. I, I really like it. I I've like heard how good things they, from it, actually. Yeah, I've heard, you know, well, I've seen, I've actually seen because I've read these books, but I mean, like, now they know over the last couple issues that they can't die. They're in this area where they can't die. So they're literally like, oh, let's find these guns. Like, all right, who's going to be the one? Come on, come on, come on. Let me shoot you in the head. Like, we're not going to die. Like, don't worry. But all these different personalities come together and they're all connected to this Walter guy. And they finally concoct this plan of like, okay, we have to like work as a team, work together. Like, let's go. And then finally the guy who, who saw the big house, you know, the big like statue or whatever that area was like, uh, yeah, by the way, I saw this like last, you know, two issues ago. Wait, you known this whole time about this? You didn't tell us. So they go over there and then finally this is now what issue five. And we're finally introduced to one of the characters, uh, Reg from like that, you know, the flashback story that we saw, but he's been trapped in that like house the whole time. And it's just really weird how they're all connected to like their own little symbols and then their own statues. They touch at the same time. It's just pretty cool how, um, you know, just detailed this is and how it's like, you know, the, it's like the movie clue, how everyone has their own little symbol. Everyone has their own name, like the scientist, the doctor, the painter, the artist, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's just really cool how, and then to see like this, like, and we don't know who Walter is. Did he, is he a human? Did he get these powers? Is he an alien? Like, it's just so many different mysteries and so many different twists and turns in this, in the first five issues. And Alex even said last week, it's like three different 12 issue stories, like it's not going anywhere. So after the first twelve issues, there's more. It's like what that like like what more can they do after twelve issues? Because obviously when they touch the statues, it takes them to where they currently live, and it looks like the whole rest of the world's on fire. You know, so like what are they gonna you know like what are they gonna do? What I mean, do you mean? What are they gonna What are they gonna do? I mean, I just told you that. It- no, but I mean like, are they gonna literally spend three years in this house? You know. Like what's going to happen when if and when they you know, are they going to escape from Walter before the end of the three years before the end of the 36 issues? You know, what I'm saying like I, I just don't know where it's going to go, but I'm 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 on the train. I'm I'm in for the whole ride, man. Yeah, I don't know if I can. I might have to get off halfway through the journey, man. I might have to. <laughs> well, you're going to sc- scrape your kneecaps and break an elbow or whatever on your way down. But, I mean, but I'll definitely be there to let you know how it is. There's just too many damn good stories to keep that that keep coming out that, you know, I might have to hop on like this James Bond. I know, Sean, did you read it? Uh, I didn't read it. You didn't read it yet? Yeah. 
yeah, I told you guys those those Bond books are like short and sweet, but they're the action they're action packed. They're they're pretty good. They're pretty good. You always got Bond in that chick, dude. I love how they always, always got the chick, dude. You always got the chick. There's always yeah. a chick in them damn Bond books. But it's there another you. one that uh, well we can kind of discuss next week because Mike will read yeah. it. But sure. Bond was great. Strange Avengers was pretty good uh, for the ending, you know. But uh, I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm only getting like six this week. If I get the my stack from tomorrow, like early enough for next week, if we're gonna decide to do Wednesday, I'll try to sneak in Batman Catwoman for us so we can discuss next week. If we all decide, like, all right, I'll, like we're gonna read that one and have a big conversation about it, especially if it's gonna be a good one, I'll try to sneak that one in next week. Joker was good. I'll give you that one. So, uh, so that's a comic book discussion. Let's get into a little bit of news. I know we all have been hearing news and seeing news over the last couple weeks. Um, but before we get into DC fandom, you know uh, why they call you you know why they call it news, right? Because it's always news to us. It's always new to us. There it is. (laughs) They call it news. It's news to us. Yeah. So uh, all of Phase Four is delayed through 2023, and that pretty much involves all the big guns. You know, Black Panther two. You have uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, Doctor Strange two, and many more. You also have a uh, a couple un unsolicited or untitled uh, Marvel movies that they've completely scratched and canceled. You have numerous live action projects that have either been um, delayed or canceled as well so not good news you know from disney and and marvel and you know and on the heels of what we heard yesterday about all these different imagineers and employees being moved from burbank california out to florida so just uh yeah not not a good couple of days for for a company that i'm going to be visiting and giving thousands of dollars to in the next few months but yeah what do you guys think about that news you're gonna be giving them a thousand and eighty dollars, or actually, you're gonna if you're gonna be there for four days, twenty dollars a ticket for the genie pass. So you're looking at eighty. I'm not getting no genie pass. Oh, okay. You're not getting is, the rob. No, is it? You the have genie, to get the genie pass. Is the genie pass the one like that's the daily thing, or is it the um um, or is that like the 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 key, the magic key? Or is the genie pass like the one you get like per day where you get like unlimited pictures and, and stuff like that? Is that the genie pass? That's the front I, of the line. Okay. Well, who knows? I I, I don't know. But um, anyway, re- reading into learn. it, it looks like their delays are kind of just based off other movies that have had delays with just the whole uh, corona and certain restrictions. I'm reading some right now from Kevin Feige. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm more like it sucks it's getting delayed, but that's the reason it's like – no surprise. I guess it sucks, but yeah. So we'll. So that means we have to expect delays from everything then. Oh, that's that's what I'm saying. Like COVID, I mean, like COVID, pretty much just erased a whole year. So whatever you thought you were gonna release, exactly. you know, at least uh, 12 to 18 months delayed. So I don't know. Um, Smallville animated series, what we were telling you guys about a few months ago, a month or two back, it is confirmed. It is real. And what's funny is, is that it's going to tell stories of where the characters are now. So, but we know where, um, Chloe is. We know where Chloe Sullivan is, right, Sean? She's locked up. <laughs> no, not Chloe. <laughs> not Chloe Sullivan, the, the actual character, but the actress who played her, I don't think she'll be voicing her at all during the animated series. Cause she is locked up. She's in jail. For a very, very, very long time. 
So that, that that's actually pretty good news. Other news in the DC world, Sean Pennyworth is going to HBO Max yes. starting with season three. Um, I don't know if season one or two is going to be on that from what that kind of title is. I don't think it will. I think you might have to, you know, subscribe or, or get the epics part of your YouTube TV. I know that they, you know, I think once a year they give you like a free 30 days of it. That's how I watched season one and season two. I just binge watched it. I thought like the only thing I watched was like, I have to, I have to get this because in 30 days I lose it. You know what I'm saying? So, but Pennyworth, a really good show. Um, staying on the shows that I've watched, uh, Sean, you'd be proud of me. I finished Batwoman. I am almost done with Superman and Lois. I'm almost done with Legends of Tomorrow, and this is the previous season. I am almost. I, I finished the Flash today, so the Flash is pretty, cool. pretty cool. Look at him go, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, I'm, good, I'm right? It was pretty good to see Nora, and then introduce yourself to Bart. You know, thank you, Mark. Thank you. Let's give him um, a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. For right? his I've been putting in work as far as shows is concerned. Um, but yeah, I mean, the CW shows are pretty good. I would. Um, I finished whatever the mid-season finale of Supergirl. That's like the one that I'm like so glad that this season's like the last season. Um, Flash was up and down for me. Uh, Titans, I'm probably a few episodes behind. I think I finished like the first six or seven of the new season. Uh, like I was saying earlier, that's a really good season with Jason Todd. I just finished the episode where you know Tim Drake's gonna about to be introduced a lot more because someone that he's you know near and dear to his heart was killed at the end of that episode, which I'll let you guys watch that. But anything you've been watching, Sean? Uh, I did finish The Wire. I mean, obviously not related to comics or anything, but now that I did finish that, I'm going to definitely put some time into watching Titans. I am in season two right now, so I'll be catching up on that. I think season three is already out. I know you mentioned, and then season four is already pretty much locked, loaded. And yeah. So, yeah. I got something to catch up to, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and then, of course, for everyone out there, DC Fandom was this weekend. I didn't watch it live, which, Mark, you had a good idea. Go ahead and share the idea with some fans, and I hopefully we'll be able to involve ourselves with that uh, next year. My idea was that, you know, the comic bookies, you know, brothers, we should get together, man, when we find out that they're – when. We, you know, it kind of crept up on me to tell you the truth, and I think it crept up on all of us because we obviously we recorded a podcast last week with the owner of the comic book store that you know sponsors this podcast, and <laughs> I don't think I don't remember it being brought up Not once. So it kind of you know it it kind of flies under the radar until obviously it pops up on everybody's social media come that weekend, and that's kind of how it hit me by surprise, but. I think that going forward, you know, we've missed out on so many conventions and so many comic cons that we've been a that we haven't been able to attend to due to, you know, these covid restrictions and whatnot. But I'll tell you what, man, I think that going forward, possibly if we can, maybe, you know, when these when when these next three to four hour events come out on these weekends, Saturdays or whatnot, I think that maybe the comic bookies uh, podcast can get together and kind of. You know, maybe do a little live stream, kind of, I don't know if the whole four hours, you know, but <laughs> maybe tune in here and there, do yeah. Instagram, a couple lives here and there, and maybe record some videos for the YouTube and kind of give our breakdowns and our opinions and reactions to what we're hearing. But uh, I think it's a pretty good idea, man, because it just sucks yeah. because – I, I'm so glad that we did build this podcast right before the pandemic because it kind of gave us that opportunity to still hand out flyers and opportunities 
that we weren't going to be able to once the pandemic hit, you know, kind of attend at least one con before we had one plan that didn't happen in the grape city. But nonetheless, man, I think that the more exposure we can get and uh, hopefully this pandemic comes to an end sooner than later and that we can kind of get our name out there again, start promoting again, show our faces, meet some fans and just uh, really let the fans in the world know what we really have to offer. Because I feel like we've been hindered upon because of certain conditions that are beyond our reach. But I'm looking forward to uh, bigger and brighter days for our podcast. And that was one of the things that I thought going forward would be fun for ourselves together and collect- collectively as a uh, as a podcast host and co-host and whatnot and also for the fans man so if you guys are down with it i'm down with it and i guess we can try to plan it uh for next year man yeah for sure i mean especially I like if they're going to continue doing this kinds of things you know like mm-hmm. that was for covid and you know if if it's going to be kind of weird with comic-con going forward I mean, that's a great idea. I mean, you know, obviously, I don't think we'd be able to broadcast um, the YouTube, the live YouTube feed or any even the sound. But just to like have it on a TV somewhere or whatever, have it on live and be like, whoa, did you guys just see that or whatever? And then, of course, in between when there's like interviews and whatever, we're just shooting the shit about, you know, some sports or uh, other comic books or answering some questions that people have it on live. That's actually a great idea. I think we should do that. Get get together in this studio or in or in uh, Mark's studio in, in, in our respective bat caves. Yeah, we should do that for sure. If it's if it's this time the next year, we can combine it and have a birthday celebration for you guys as well. That's that'd be pretty cool. I'm looking forward to do something even before this time next year, man. It's been a long time. I'm hoping that by springtime we can kind of get out there again. I know I I got I still got flyers in the trunk of my car that I was using, (laughs) you know, to drop off at certain places that I don't even like really attend anymore. I know that uh, Mike, you actually handed out some or mailed out some to a friend of the show shot out jason douglas by the way on running out and completely selling out of your run and your copy of your parallel via source point press there and uh, that's a big uh, congratulations to you as you're attending cons out there in the northeast and north and whatnot but man it's been uh it's been great and what mike did to give him some flyers so he can put out there on his podiums and on his desks Mm -hmm at the cons that he's attending on the east coast man so uh the more the merrier so keep 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 uh keep uh sharing the good word and introducing <laughs> more people to the podcast and uh yeah let's see how how it'll go man going into 2022 yeah. i'm excited i'm excited but i'm also excited for all this news that was dropping at dc fandom like yes. incredible we had a we had a pretty decent um you know teaser for the flash movie we had an amazing me and sean both agree that the rock looked badass as black adam that was probably our favorite um you know a little teaser trailer uh we had the batman we had the first look at batgirl in her uh, live action movie you know uh, catwoman has her own animated feature we saw another tr- uh, long long trailer for the justice league i mean suicide squad kill the justice league uh video game um man tons and tons of things they were on the set with james wan and jason momoa for the filming of aquaman 2 aquaman there was so many different things uh sean please if i'm missing something or if you want to comment on some of the things that you saw man awesome stuff uh, i've seen the image of black manta the way he's going to be looking at aquaman mm. that was super super badass definitely yeah. like that i know you hit uh 
on the Black Adam, which to me I think was definitely above and beyond the best thing. That was so freaking dope. I know you also mentioned that they had, I think, some cartoon series. Did you say something about that? Um, I, I just said that Catwoman's going to get her own uh, another movie, I think, but I didn't yeah. say anything about a series. So if you okay. have news on that. No, that may be it. Uh, let's see what else I did see. Those were the main ones I've seen. And yeah, mm-hmm. like there was like a freaking million. And that's all we were waiting for, like, to a degree. What was the status on Batman? What was your trailer going to be? Flash with you know, here and Michael Keaton in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know a lot of them, too, is just seeing with the villains. I mean, we talked about it, too, is, I mean, the Flash, what direction are they going to go with that? Aquaman, obviously, you see Black Mantis. They already have a costume for him. You know, Aquaman's obviously going to have a new costume. But I'm really, really interested in to what they're going to do Flash-wise in terms of a villain. That's, like, the biggest thing for me. I think that even might be one of the most important movies with all these DC things that are coming out. Mm Because Batman, people are going to watch Batman, man. It's Batman. People are going to watch Aquaman. Because a lot of people like the first one. And Flash is the one where I think people are kind of like, how's it going to be? Yeah. That's right. Um, and then of course Shazam, the new Shazam movie, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, yep. gets the you know the first little look at uh, Shazam and the villain. I think Wonder Woman it was announced that they've uh, greenlit uh, Wonder Woman three. I saw a post actually, Mark. I think Mark, you 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 sent us the post from Jim Lee how they've officially greenlit uh, Wonder Woman three. Uh, Peacekeeper, the show on HBO Max, also is is got, uh, got a new trailer and a, a new look at him. So many different things. Um, I mean, there's two kind of newest shows on CW that I think have propelled itself to the top two. I haven't uh, began season two of Stargirl, but season mm-hmm. one was amazing. Superman and Lois, it's got a more cinematic look to it. It's not like the kind of comic booky, um, you know, like you know, like the look of Batwoman and the look of Supergirl and the Flash and Arrow kind of look the same. But when I'm watching Superman and Lois, it looks like more raw it looks like a movie that i'm watching week in and week out so love that one uh can't wait to start season three of doom patrol i mean man i'm just i'm all in bro there's just so much shit to consume man. so little time man and shout out to netflix beating on earnings today as well as they reported after the bell but here we are and, and, and good for them too for sticking with their guns about dave Chappelle, man i mean i'm Obviously, we're Tell them, you know, proponents. We're, we're, we're proponents to, to every group of uh, ethnicity and gender and sexual mm-hmm. orientation. You know, we love all and stuff. But um, I mean, I don't know. To me, like, I don't know. And if you watch his stand up, he's actually like backing them up. You know what I'm saying? Um, the trans community. What, what, what this is what the whole thing, the whole backlash is coming about. And Netflix is sticking to their guns. And I. I think at the end of the day, like I'm not, of course, I'm not one uh, part of any of these groups. I'm a freaking bald white guy, you know, like, I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm like the least person besides maybe a white woman who hasn't, should have an opinion on anything. But I mean, to me, it's a comedy show, like a joke's a joke. At, at, at the end of the day, people came, to, especially if you, they were there, you know, people go to a show and pay money to see a, com, a comedian. They know what they're going to be, you know, what they're going to be talking about. They don't, they're not paying money to, to expect to see a PG-13 show. So it's a rated R show, rated X for some people. And I don't know. To me, that's my two cents is that, you know, it's a comedy show. Take, you know, it's a joke, you know, and at the same time, he told the story at the very end of his at the very end of his uh, stand up about his friend from San Francisco, who was a trans woman who uh, ended up killing herself. The Her parents came out and said that, you know, like 
everything he said was true. Like we back him up too. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't want to get too controversial on the show, but I'm just Mm -hmm. saying, you know, like that's a a, a piece of news. And at the end of the day for me, you know, it's a joke. If he would have pointed fun at me of, 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 of white people as a whole or bald guys or short guys or whatever, like any kind of group that I may identify with, like um, comic booking reading guys. Yeah, I know, like a nerd or whatever, <laughs> a loser, like whatever. You know, yeah, at the end of the day, if, you know, shows, if some guy yeah. on the street came up to me and said, like, you're a you're a, a short, white, bald fucking asshole with a, with a beer, <laughs> like you like you're ugly as shit or whatever, and you read comic books, what a fucking loser ass nerd. Like then I'd be like kind of upset because like the only the thing you? you don't do is smoke the ganja. Because, yeah, right. I mean, but you'd like, have every checkbox marked I, if I off. If I see Bill Burr and he said that to me or whatever, I'd be like, oh my god, that guy, Bill, <laughs> that guy. You know, what I'm saying it's a freaking. I don't know. People need to just let loose, loosey goosey a little bit, you know. I don't know. So everyone's uptight. So, so everyone's so uptight, so uptight. But yeah, nonetheless. Um, Sorry for the tangent. <laughs> DC fandom to uh, you know, to Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Netflix being part of that Fang. Have you ever have you heard of Fang, Mike? Fang to get a little Wall Street on you, not uh no like f-a-n-g so got, thing i don't know they they like got these pretty much um these five stocks these five companies like grouped mm-hmm. up together it's facebook apple amazon netflix and google and they call it like the fang stocks and hey. it's like oh okay cool it's so like, it's like okay, tech. Cool. and it's just i mean it's crazy to me to see that netflix a company that literally started off here in the Bay Area, you know, where we reside, pretty much just slinging CDs and movies back and forth via, uh, you know, via postal services into what they've become into what of a tech digital company they become with obviously their stock trading at crazy, you know, valuations and whatnot. And obviously with Squid Game, I don't know if you guys have watched it. My wife has. Dope. I don't I don't partake in all that, you know, but nonetheless, Squid Game has bought. They said, you know, they said that Squid Game was about 100 million for them to make and that they're probably going to profit about 900 million on the Squid Game uh, release. But, you know, Netflix obviously does stuff right. And uh, they got great management, great leadership there and great, you know you know ceo and whatnot and another thing that they do that's great that was released in the dc fandom over the weekend is that another guy that we have mentioned here probably about once or twice here tonight if you will but jeff lemire's his netflix bait sweet tooth is gonna be uh brought on for a season two on netflix as well so that was more uh kind of non um the whole DC realm, if you will, the DC universe news that was also released over the weekend. But Jeff Lemire is my man. Sweet Tooth to uh, our Sweet Tooth second season will be released on Netflix going forward, man. Nice. Nice. I nice. did have one. Uh, uh, it's news, but it's something that they kind of just had. It was more of just kind of finances within movies, Mike, if I was OK mm-hmm. to share this. So they were. Kind of, it was something I article I read in regards to basically the women's superheroes. So I specifically focus mm-hmm. on Black Widow and Wonder Woman, and not to compare, but just to give, I guess, fans of like, this is what it is. Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson got her first solo film, Black Widow. She made $20 million on it. 
her, yeah, seen that. She also made an additional, I believe, 60 after the lawsuit agreement or just the whole thing with Disney. Mm-hmm. Gal Gadot for Wonder Woman 1 made $300,000. Yeah. The no, movie it, brought in over $800 million. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, for the 1984 Wonder Woman, the second one, she made $9 million. So it just gives you like a crazy like mindset, like, damn, bro. I mean, we we did that. I did that recently. Um, I took like, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes just to go back and see what how much money ever, like each actor mm-hmm. made. Like, like how much did, you know, Vin Diesel make in the Guardians <sighs> movies? You know, like how much did Chris Pratt, how much did Zoe Sa- uh, Saldana? And they were like like when the movies were were older like the first guardians the first avengers dude like unless you're like um chris um which one of the chris evans. not pratt not pine chris, chris evans. Uh, who's chris evans or robert Downey jr you're making like hundreds of thousands of dollars like it's That's in their it. other contracts to at least millions of dollars you know what i'm saying like it's it was pretty crazy to see the the amount of money that they've made off of this crazy, 23 or 24 whatever movie saga and how much money that they were making uh, um you know in the beginning i'm sure by the time infinity war and endgame came out they were all making in the millions but man in the beginning they were making freaking crumbs compared to what they uh made like out of it it was interesting to me i mean i don't know we have this segment it's just like one of those yeah an aspect i think a lot of people don't look into i mean the finances i mean hey it's their job so yeah I mean, give me three hundred thousand dollars to do uh, come on Remember i'll put on some damn lines for three hundred thousand dollars one i love it i love it bro um but yeah i mean that that's pretty much it i mean if unless you guys got anything else i'm pretty much i'm done for episode 129 we've just hit the two hour mark of being live you know of course you know we're gonna be under that but we knew coming into this that october is a month of sports like not you know if you like halloween fine your guys's birthdays this month fine but when you're talking about the world of sports is concerned baseball playoffs nascar playoffs the nfl is you're getting into the point of the season where you know who's who and who's like you know contenders and pretenders and whatnot you're getting a feel for that nhl uh, nba you have the champions league going on the epl you have all kinds of different sports going on at the same time uh the weather's changing it's it is we, yeah. the most wonderful time of the year if you're a sports fan we didn't Absolutely. even we didn't even college discuss football. the 35 goals scored in the Champions League today, man. We didn't call it football. This could have been easily a three-hour episode, like record-breaking. But I Messi, mean, Messi with a chance for a hat trick for his first with PSG, but not, but no, uh, um, Mbappe takes it and the penalty and misses it. That's so. right. I saw that. Saw that. Still so. win three to two PSG, yeah. but. I did yeah. see that. So uh, Liverpool's a winner too today. So I mean, you have Champions League going on today. I believe tomorrow as well. I think maybe Man U plays this week or next week well, or whatever. Wild with two mm-hmm. goals and PSG wants them also. If you guys are up on that news, PSG he has not signed a new contract with Liverpool. PSG wants to get up in the mix. They are dying mm-hmm. for a Champions League trophy. The big old years. All right. So there it is. There's episode 129. We're almost at 130 episodes. It's pretty crazy. Um, Mike, but Mike just doesn't want to talk about man you. He's hoping we stay away from the EPL talk for a little yeah, bit. We'll right talk about next week. <laughs> we'll talk about it next week. You know, we, we've already we'll started see, NBA we'll and NHL. That means we can take a week off and we'll do tell EPL me, next but, week. But, guy, but, guy, but, 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 but guys, tell me that EPL mornings when it's winter time, December, 
January. You wake up. It's raining outside. You got these seven o'clock, eight o'clock games. You grab your coffee. You sit down. You watch. I wouldn't know anymore. Huh? I wouldn't know anymore. Uh, I'm getting home. I'm getting home Saturday and Sunday at 630. I'm asleep, bud. So unless it's like so unless it's so unless it's the very final week uh, game of the season where everyone plays at the same time like mm-hmm. seven seven thirty and Manu's going for a championship and he, they're in the con, you know running Those for it I'm I'm Z's bro I'm that, this is my this is my favorite time of the season right, to watch EPL when it's rainy it's cold outside California we're getting rain we're getting weather you you grab your coffee at seven o'clock the wife the kids still in bed you get the, you hit downstairs you watch Liverpool 4:30 f it you know what I mean it's just uh, <laughs> but, if it was 4:30 yeah. that would actually work out that way I can actually like you know maybe sneak it but you know that's again not gonna happen but yeah I mean. There it is. But uh, enjoy whatever sport you're into. Please enjoy it this weekend. There's plenty of it to go around. Halloween's coming up. Uh, you know, love that, especially uh, me and Mark with kids. Sean, you're going to get to enjoy Halloween for years to come dressing up your little one. Um, but, yeah, this has been the Comboogies podcast. Um, again, fellas, take us away for 129. Another great week. Thank you so much. Another great week, like Mike just said, and to what Mike was saying earlier, man, this is the best time of the year between sports, the weather, Again, all the news we're hearing on movies and shows, a little bit of everything. Thank you to all the fans. Again, week in and week out for all the interaction, taking time to join us live, taking time to, you know, download us, listening to us on YouTube, and just engaging, man. That's the biggest thing that makes it worth it for us. We enjoy each other. We enjoy the sports and comics, but we ultimately enjoy just having the fans listening to us and, again, giving us your opinions, giving us suggestions. Like we always say, definitely click on the subscription button, click that like, give us a rate, and you know, just again, oh man, I'm going to definitely say that into the two new countries that we do have, and Miguel, which will be punching our passport. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It grows like a wildfire, guys. So yeah. It grows like a wildfire. Don't be saying that around. Yeah, we would know that in California. Geez, you're saying that in California, (laughs) you arsonist. Hey, just like Mag Dre, like an Oak and Hills fire. But no, no, I mean, obviously Mark, myself, birthday month, look forward to that. Uh, Baby shower for my son, look forward to that. Yeah, just another good vibes, man. Thank you to the fans. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. We were back in the saddle tonight. Yes, the three brothers, the Comic Bookies podcast. We thank you guys. We thank our sponsor. We thank Treasure Island Comics. We thank DC for releasing great news for our asses to talk about this week. We thank all the sports that are going on. We thank the competitiveness, and we thank the Lakers for losing tonight to the Warriors. But nonetheless, we are looking forward to that Las Vegas Raiders win. Minus three going into this (laughs) With the Philadelphia. Have a win by two. (laughs) But yes, yes. Thank you guys. We are approaching daylight savings time where all you guys are going to have to go to bed earlier and earlier. And there's no time in the day to do anything. But we hope that you guys enjoy these last days of fall. We hope that you guys enjoy the Comic Bookies podcast. And we hope that you guys enjoy this. Thank you, Brasi. Thank you, Irmão. And uh, let's get it, man. Let's enjoy the week. Let's uh, hope that our bets do us good. Let's hope that we all do better than one in three this week. 
and that we get closer to that steak dinner. And thank you to everybody who <laughs> listens to us live. Thank you to the two new countries that Mike is about to introduce us to. So, yes, TCB, we love you, fans. Keep sharing us. Keep looking out for us because it's only growing like the Oakland Hills fire, like the Jack has said, not Mac Dre. But oh, (laughs) with the correction. Uh, But yeah, again, uh, we're on social media, IG, Twitter, Facebook at the comic bookies. Email us the comic bookies at gmail.com. Um, please, we're on uh, iTunes, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, Amazon Prime Music, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. You can even go to Libsyn's website and search us and listen to us. And of course, uh, subscribe to the YouTube page, the Twitch page. That's where you get the notifications to watch us live. Thank you so much, Comic Bookies. Uh, comic Bookies. Thank you so much to Treasure on Comics you're again. Welcome. Um, right? Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, happy you're birthday welcome, again to Mark and Sean, the 20th and 22nd. I think it's, what, 34 and 37. So we're almost there. We're almost there in the 40. Um, uh, yeah, but to the two new countries, thank you so much. Two vacation spots I would love to visit. One is the Bahamas. Thank you so much for the one person in the Bahamas. And thank you so much to España, Spain. Thank yes. you so much. So yeah, that means you know, that the country, you, the country right to the west, guys. You got to get on it. Never has a download a person downloaded someone from the from Portugal. We got to get on it. That is the thirty. As long as I've as long as I've been keeping this data, that's the thirty fifth and thirty sixth country that have at least downloaded one time the Comics podcast. What an, an incredible accomplishment! Um, one hundred twenty nine, and here's to one hundred twenty nine more. This has been the Comics podcast. Enjoy the sports. Enjoy the comics. Enjoy each other. Peace the hell out. Enjoy this beautiful weather and beautiful sports. Peace. Ace, and always enjoy each other and don't forget do just that enjoy each other because i've been seeing a lot of deaths lately and shout out ray fossey he has died of cancer shout out colin powell another guy who has passed away and i just feel like in this last week or two there's been too many deaths going on and i don't like what i'm seeing so just remember embrace each other Embrace your loved ones, embrace the comics, embrace the books, and embrace the sports, and embrace the Comic Bookies podcast because we love you and we love your family. Peace out, baby. Enjoy the week. Let's go. Peace.